This is a Fubar Radio podcast. Go to foobarradio.com for more details. Back row and chill with Johanna James and Noel Clark on Fubar Radio. Good afternoon. Yo. Guess who's back? Yeah, I've been away. I wish I had that song. Guess who's back? Well, you should get a little back thing. Again, the amount of times it happens, you should get the little I thing know. that says that. It could be a little jingle thing or whatever they're called. That could be my thing. The King is back. It's back here and chill. It's 4pm on Friday. It is. The weather is, turns out, I don't know, we're doing different things today. It's like raining and then it's sunny. I'm like constantly taking my clothes on and off. I think the weather hates me personally because yesterday, two days ago, I had a t-shirt on and it poured with rain and was freezing and then I said okay weather that's how you're going to play me I'm going to be ready for you and I put on a jumper and a leather jacket yesterday and then and then it was sunny for most of the day you should do like a weather blog or something no I think the weather the weather you know personally I think the weather actually hates me I think like it's doing it to me on purpose like I I genuinely think that okay well test it out maybe like I did I did because this morning I just had on a t-shirt yeah yeah, this morning I just had a t-shirt it started raining so I put my hoodie on and my jacket and now now it's sunny now it's like I'm on a fucking beach my gosh no clock controls the weather or antagonises the weather yeah he's antagonising me so if you have like a wedding or something that you need planned just make sure Norway's wears the opposite and then you'll get the right weather exactly I think it's mother nature's doing it to me mother nature she hates me is a bitch (laughs) (laughs) right we've got a really packed show we've got loads of guests coming on later on we've got entertainment news all the new well what's coming up what's coming out what's films that have been announced and TV shows that have been Mm, commissioned and all that and all that jazz Uh, we've got loads of music well obviously it's my very eclectic taste in movie soundtracks I'm sure it's going to be great until you play it it and then I'll hate it as usual well I don't know we'll see we'll see if I can you know I always know when you're on I'm like okay step up the game right, let's go on some interesting stuff um, but yes you've been away and uh, a couple of weeks away. busy busy times very busy times doing some busy stuff for business um, busy busy which you can't you know, talk about no I can't tell anyone that's the weirdest thing about it I've been everyone thinks I'm on some fucking holiday because there's pictures of the beach and stuff like that I've actually been working but I can't tell you what I've been doing which is the is the problem were you on Love Island Celebrity Love Island I was <laughs> I, I cracked it and I found love with a coconut <laughs> oh exclusive back row and chill uh, right okay I'm going to kick off today with a bit of Jackson 5 going back to the original Guardians of the Galaxy okay great just because I love it and, that's uh, not bad yeah I know well. right we're starting off on an easy one nice I've and safe i missed you man <laughs> missed you too there you go That, that, that was a very good yeah. that was a very good song you can't not it elevates no. the mood classic classic, classic song brilliant well done um, right I think it's a bit of time now for entertainment news so we're just going to get right into that it's the entertainment news on background chill yeah have you got a thing for it I just played it oh play it again <laughs> okay ready yeah play it again time for the entertainment news on background chill that's great man I love that I love that yeah Brilliant. Well done. Oh, I'm impressed with that. The man. producers were like, put your headphones on, no, and then you'll hear all the keys. I don't wear headphones. You know, are these my headphones? I thought there was a fucking mouse pad here. <laughs> no. I, was like, why is there, I was like, why is there a mouse pad here? Why is there a mouse here? I see it's a it's headphone. See your headphones and then you're playing on my I don't wear headphones. Anyway, let's do it. Right, okay. You hit me. What we got? Uh, right, so uh, it's, well, it's Cannes Film Festival kicked off at the moment. Yes, or Cannes. Cannes. Cannes Film Festival. Cannes, Cannes, however, yeah. which way you Cannes. Know. Cannes Film Festival, mate. Cannes. Yeah, um, well, you know, it's all the, well. It's known for being a bit larty tar, and I hate it. It's you hate. It. Have you been down? Yeah, I've been loads of times, and I just don't like it, man. 
just don't like it. Right. Well, the Emoji movie has gate crashed. They weren't invited, obviously, from Sony. Yeah. So they've decided <clears throat> to just, like, crash all the parties. And, Great, uh, as they should. Yeah, so they've, like, got this huge... Um, emoji. Emoji, inflatable emojis that they've got going down the river. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> they're just crashing all these people dressed up as a massive emojis. All these really pissed off uh, fa- um, producers. <laughs> I can imagine. So that was made me chuckle. Um, hackers. Now, this is an interesting one. Yes. Because uh, obviously recently in the news, yes. uh, all these NHS computers have been gone down because yes. of like hackers and viral stuff. So now it's terrible. there are pirates, actual video pirates, which have stolen a Disney movie and they are holding it to ransom for Disney. And they say they're going to... Pirates gonna, of the Caribbean. Literally Pirates of the Caribbean style. No, and no but I think the film is Pirates of the Caribbean. I think, yeah, it, 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 it's either Pirates of the Caribbean or possibly Star Wars. And they, <laughs> Oh, man, it's not Star Wars. Yeah. Disney would go ape. Well, someone said that if it was Pirates of the Caribbean, they'd let it slide. If it was Star Wars, they'd just pay no, it. No, I heard it. I heard it was Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, I think it's Pirates, but they're going to... The, the hacker says that they're going to release... Release it in segments. Yeah, 20, the first 20 minutes of the film, unless they pay a ransom, they'll keep releasing minutes of the film until the ransom is paid. Disney ain't going to pay that. Yeah. If I'm Disney, I'm like, fuck you, I'm not paying shit. And they want it in Bitcoin. I mean, come on, dude, like... Dude, that, that, that Bitcoin shit is worth money, you know? Is it? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get it myself, but no. it's a currency and it's worth money. It's worth I mean, maybe to the, money. to the hacker geeks, they're like, oh my God, I got like 200 yeah, Bitcoins, also, it'll, be, it'll be untraceable. Once it's gone on the internet, it'll be there. They can move it around and stuff oh, like for that. For sure, yeah. It's not like paper If money. I'm Disney, I ain't paying shit. Well... I think it's quite ironic that a pirate movie has been pirated itself. Yeah. Um, I don't know what, what Disney can do there. They hmm. said they're not paying. I think I saw this on the news and they said they're not going to pay. They're not going to pay. They're going to release no. it early. Um, I think people will still see it anyway. Hmm. Interesting. Are you a fan of Zac Efron? Um, it doesn't offend me. D- okay, that's a nice neutral. Yeah, I'm, I actually, I'm a fan. I think he did really good in that um, uh, 17 again. 17 with Matthew again. Perry uh, he plays his, uh, he played Matthew Perry basically shrinks back into a teenager and he's Zac Efron and he's Zac Efron <laughs> and never you wish Matthew Perry yeah. you absolutely wish well he's supposed to be that he's like you know he's lost his way he's middle aged he doesn't look anything like yeah. Zac Efron and he goes back to being 17 and he goes back to high school with his kids yeah. and he finds out that his daughter's a bit of a slut and his um Ooh. His son is getting bullied, whereas he used to be like the, yeah. the, the head jock. Yeah. So he has to like try and befriend. When you his say own daughter's son. a bit of a slut, you mean she's a free-thinking young lady? Yeah. I don't think we slut shame anymore. Oh it's man, 2017, isn't it? You know what I mean. She's yeah. just he's, she's shocked that his little daughter. I'm is more like shocked that they sexually active. Yeah, I'm more shocked they believe that Matthew Perry could be Zac Efron. That's I mean, like that the is most, fast That's stretch, the most shocking it? thing. But I think he did really well. It was like his first sort of like comedy role, and yeah. that's when I first sat up to Zac Efron and went, "Oh, okay, quite." I good. think he was pretty good in. Um, Bad Neighbours or in America oh, yeah, it's called yeah. Neighbours you know and what a body on the kid like he's got a good body on him for sure you know. um, well now he's going to play Ted Bundy in a biopic thriller movie okay so he's going for his Oscar is he yeah for sure yeah. Like, and it, th- interesting so Ted Bundy the guy who killed 30 women in the 1970s yeah so I mean it's going. it's got a lot going for it it's a it's like a period, sounds like a real rom-com period 70s Film serious, he's going to be playing. Apparently, kills kill thirty women sounds lovely. Well, no, but uh, 
Zac, Zac Efron. Well, apparently the real Ted Bundy, the reason why he killed that woman was because he was really good looking and charming. He was a Zac Efron. So that's just how he's like, hey, I'm good looking. I'm just going to kill women. Let's so, do that. No, it's just that, that's how, because there's that weird psychological thing, which they've actually tested. It's a proven thing. Are you sure? You didn't yeah. do this test on your own. I didn't do it on my own, but I've read up about it. And it's about. It wasn't one of your YouTube sketches that you do so well. No, for sure. Okay. No, this is like an actual psychological fact that you will give more leniency to good-looking people than you will to less good-looking people. Oh, man, that's true. The things yeah. I get away with are unbelievable because I'm not... I'm, <laughs> because, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a bad-looker myself, you know, so... So, okay, well... Why are you laughing at me? Just, well, I'm just... Uh, <laughs> I can't... No comment. Why are you laughing at me? But I don't know why you're laughing they at did me. This, they did it with some jurors and they got, yes. like, different... They got jurors to, to rate the... the they're to guilty do what? To rate. Oh, sorry. The guilty sentences are, or, or the innocent sentences on, on, on different people and they were on a sliding scale of like classic attractiveness. Yeah. And all the jurors, no matter which selection they chose yeah. they gave li- more lenient sentences to the more good looking people it's just it's like a it's like some sort of wired thing you're it's like a little child you're wired to look after if it looks cute if someone's yeah. good looking you're wired to think that they're less evil for some reason that's very true i'm i'm like very e- so not it's, evil so it's always more surprising when really good looking people do something really evil because it kind of jars the whole yeah your whole lot of I get it, man. concept firstly I think they would find you guilty that's the first thing I think but secondly for me cheers thank you very much I, that, I think they would find you guilty I wouldn't find you guilty okay I think you're very good looking. We need to. T- I think we, I feel a Twitter poll coming on because here. you are super <laughs> evil and you get away with a lot of stuff because of how good you look. Just like you flutter your eyelashes and yeah, well, yeah, and you're super so evil. Like guys, Johanna is super evil. Just so you know, I'm super evil. Yeah. Well, you can't have it both ways. Either you're going to be guilty, or you're or you're super evil and good looking and get away. Super evil. Okay. Would you prefer to be super evil and good looking, or honest and ugly? Yes. What would you prefer? That to would be, be let's honest know, and guys. ugly or super good looking and super evil like Johanna James. Tweet <laughs> tweet us at Fubar Radio or email chill at foobarradio.com. We will shout you out. Yeah. Um You're probably not gonna email in, but you should. Should just do email anyway. Just say hi. Yeah. Just let us know that there are just people. Just say hi. There. Just let us know that you're actually listening. That would be that would be swell. You are you a Game of Thrones fan? Are you not a Game of Thrones? You um, in it? You out of it? I'm kind of in out shake it all about like I've watched seasons one to three okay and then you know real life took over yeah but shit hits the fan of the series three and I had to do some real life stuff and then I haven't got back on it because I've been distracted with other things okay that, I'll like let making you off. movies and stuff I'll like let that I'll let you off for that like putting you in movies maybe oh just while we're on this tangent I just watched the making of yeah you're which, in that yeah which they've released uh, on YouTube so if you want to see the making of Brotherhood yes uh, Google that one. You're in, she's in that. Joanna James is in that because she's in the film and she's very good in the film. I mean, like, I, very rarely I get people being like, are you the girl from their film? I'm like, yeah. How'd you get it sometimes? Yeah. Well, you should, man. You're very good. Yeah. Um, but I was talking about Game of Thrones. Because Game of Thrones. As we know, I've not announced before, there is four Game of Thrones spin-offs that have been commissioned. Fantastic. So Sounds they're going to take four different strands of it and they're going to go in different directions and they've got all the best writers. They've got like... Jane Goldman just like Kingsman and Kickass. Jonathan Ross's wife. Uh huh. Yeah. There's loads of other. Oh, the guy who wrote Mad Men. It's brilliant. And they've just announced that there's f- going to be a fifth. They've commissioned one more amazing writer, which they can't name yet because they've got to do the deal before they can announce his yeah. name. But we do know it's a he. And the uh, the guy who wrote all the Game of Thrones, he's obviously approving uh, all of these writers and whatnot. Yeah. And he says that they're all the projects are going to be prequels. So if anyone's excited, oh, before actual Game of Thrones, they're all going to be prequels and. Some people, obviously, they want to see 
yeah. post stuff, but I think that's just going too far in the timeline. So they're they're taking it all back. Well, again. I think also he probably wants to keep control of that and make that stuff up himself, the author. Yeah, because he, he's going to continue the book. He doesn't yeah. want the TV show to like over yeah. know, race them, which is fair. That's completely fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, Netflix, and this is a very weird one because I'm all about putting money into film, making movies, but some movies I'm a bit like, but why? They're making a movie about Michael Jackson's pet chimp bubbles. Yeah, I've heard about that. And I think a lot of people are scratching their heads because I was like, is that something people really want to see? People love animal films, though. I mean, I do like a monkey film, but like Dunstan Checks In or Monkey Trouble is classic 90s monkey Dunstan Checks In. Do you remember that? I do remember that I love that movie. (laughs) That was funny. I think he was an orangutan, though. You know, that, that's that, uh, that's like calling a West Indian African. They were, he would be very annoyed. Sorry, about Dunstan. That. Dunstan's an orangutan, I think. But Michael Jackson, I think he was actually yeah. Bubbles it, is a chimp. Bubbles is a chimp. He's a chimpanzee. Very different. They don't all look alike, you know. <laughs> Racial profiling <laughs> on, on my monkeys, but I don't. Yeah. So Netflix have obviously. Am I too loud? Sorry, carry on. <laughs> the producers. Talking to the producers. I don't, yeah, I don't know if I want to see that film, but it's happening. Money's going into it, and I'm a bit like, I think there are other so, stories. So I think that lots of Michael Jackson fans will watch it, and thus Netflix kind of can di- can deal with it. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I you see know what that. I mean? I see that. Um, and also, do you know the film The the Dark Crystal? The yes, Jim Henson? great film, The Dark Crystal, before yes. you were born, I think. Well, the prequel has been seen commissioned. I have seen it, but I think it was a while when I was younger, and I think I mix it up with Legend. Or Fraggle Rock or something like that. What's Fraggle Rock? Shut up! Shut up! What's d- Fraggle Rock? I don't know what... I don't know. What's Fraggle Rock? Everybody shut up! <laughs> <laughs> What's Fraggle Rock? Guys... If you know what Fraggle Rock Educate is, me. I tweet don't know. me or email in or something like that. How can Johanna James not know what Fraggle I'm Rock sorry. is? Sorry, I thought I was good on my, but no, apparently I'm not. offended by but that. But Netflix have commissioned the Dark Crystal prequel, Great. so it's all going to be coming back. But I hope that they do practical effects because I'd be really upset. Oh, you want them to do practical puppet effects? Yeah, like I'm, the Muppets. Yeah, for sure. I I get really pissed off when like when they turned Yoda into a little like CGI. I'm no, like, but he was a don when he was CGI. Yeah. The ninja stuff he was doing was unbelievable. Um, he couldn't have done that if he was a puppet. It would have just been getting thrown across the screen. Just a puppet being yeah. thrown back and forth. And it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, I mean, he did get a cool fight scene, but I just whenever they were doing the close-up shots, can't they just do it as the puppet? Practical effects all the way. You think so? If I was going to make a movie or like a you know a sci-fi movie or anything as much as I could I would do you just have the practical alien yeah, for sure some I'd, guy in a suit yeah <laughs> Stephen we need you now <laughs> for sure but he would look terrible though no if you don't see some of the, yeah. he talks and his jaw moves at the wrong time <laughs> no but that's it. all the classics worked on practical effects they did because we didn't have good VFX back then but now we do but, and do you know what but the um, Jurassic Park was done majority on practical effects. You know what you're saying? That's like saying, oh, do you know what? I like the olden days. I'm going to take a horse and carriage. What's the point in getting in a car? That's no. What, that's no. what you're saying. Okay, I feel another Twitter poll coming on. That's practical kind of what effects you're saying. or special effects. I'm not saying I don't like a horse and carriage. I'm just saying if cars are around, let's use a car. I just think that if unless you unless you're the CGI. Fraggle Rock. Oh, God, I've just seen a reference. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's like... That was before so the time. much better than. Oh, <gasps> thank you, Daniel White. Got an email from Daniel White in. Sorry. 
saying, so, hey, Noah Johanna, so much better than Mayo and Commode. Just, just saying. saying. Uh, Daniel White. You guys are talking another code. What's Mayo and Commode? Oh, my God. I'm leaving. Guys, <laughs> it's been great. It's been great. I've been glad to be back. I'm out of here. Take care, guys. I'm love sorry. you. I've got to love you and leave you. I don't know. Is that like a relish? Mayo and Commode on your chips? I don't know. What is it? Okay, I'm back. I couldn't leave like this. Look, look. Look at the shock on the producer's face. Look at the shock. Even one came in from the other room. I know. Okay. okay, Simon, Simon Mayo and Mark Commode are like two of the most legendary film reviewers in, in the land. Mark Commode in particular ah. is an actual G. He likes me quite a bit, actually. I'm quite good friends with him. So, Daniel, I would never say I was better than Commode because he's actually a very good friend of mine. I love him to bits. Mark Commode, if you ever hear this, which you won't, you are a legend. I, I bow to oh. you and uh, could never be as good as you. But, but Johanna, okay, James, the I fact guess, that I you don't C- know I get a C- minus for my homework here. C- minus? You don't even get... You get a U. You don't even pass that. I'm grade. out. I'm out. That's unbelievable. School's out. She's like, is it mayonnaise? Unbelievable. Oh, mayo and come on. What sandwich is that? I'll eat that from Pret. Oh, do they sell it in Pret? I'll get one of those. Oh, mate. Well, <laughs> what can I say? I was learning- See, I spent all this time in school learning about friggin' algebra when actually I should be, be learning actual... The legend of life. Mark Commode is, okay. is a ledge. So Simon, in fact, Simon writes novels and is actually now getting a couple of his novels made into films. Um, oh shit! Am I supposed? To, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but he is. He's a ledge. Well, why don't you just well. go and marry Simon then? Okay. I'd rather marry Mark to be honest. <laughs> okay. He's got or like Mark. a little Elvis quiff. Basically, all right. Yeah. I think I'm just gonna have to go to a song and recover now and do a little quick yeah. research sesh. Yes. Before about uh, Fraggle Rock as well. Have a look at those pictures. Uh huh. Right. I'm gonna go for a little bit of Elvis Presley from Ocean's Eleven, mm, taking it back to the early 2000s. Not sure. No. Not sure. I see your hips moving. I see him. It's back row and chill. <laughs> back row and chill with Johanna James and Noel Clark on Fubar Radio. Yo. Yo, we're back. Yeah, we're that back was all right. That was all right. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a preferring the Jackson thing, but... Okay, yeah. all right, okay. I'll get a, I'll get a C for that one, but never mind. I like a bit of Elvis Presley. I'm sure a lot of you out there do as well. I'm sure they do. Sure they do. Right, we ran a competition last week, which to win a copy of the DVD of La La Land. So didn't, what? I know. If you didn't get to catch it in the cinema, we we got that to give away. So I didn't enter that. I'm not on the beach in the Caribbean. Well... I, that's alright you were alright no, I should have entered though I would have liked you a copy have, of that yeah I mean it's a great film but we've got our winners so there's a huge congratulations to Chris Meller <gasps> wow Georgie O'Daiwa <laughs> Chris Chris Meller again <laughs> Chris Meller's won twice no he hasn't Harry Jones and Rachel Emery okay maybe that was a little the what? second Chris Meller the Chris Meller clone <laughs> has not won no nope. Chris Meller the original Cheeky has won Chris Meller Georgie O'Dwyer Harry Jones and Rachel Emery Emery. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay, we're going to be sending out a copy of the La La Land. Well done. And uh, if you want to keep in touch, well, keep in touch, keep involved, or well, if you want to keep in touch as well, just make sure you're following at Fubar Radio on our Twitter because we always give away competitions every single week. Every week. So if you're following us and you can look out for it and you can retweet it, then that's all you have to do for a chance to win. Every week there's a competition of goodies given away. We got, and there's like a goodie box in the office that I see and stuff comes in and we're not allowed to touch any of it and it's really annoying. Yeah, we, <laughs> don't, we don't get anything, which is highly unfair, I think. No, I think we should get some sort prize or oh, maybe I'll like make a fake Twitter and then that's and then just a, extra apply. isn't it yeah <laughs> well there's no rules that say you can't actually enter yeah I guess so yeah let's get the unions involved exactly fair rights for prizes right so right what's okay so we're doing uh, what's coming out now oh oh this is new I want the world it's what's coming out in the world of film okay 
um, some things have been released this week. Okay, great. Um, okay, we've got a film called Bruised, which is... Oh, don't even get me started, man. What, you know about it already? Don't even get me started. Why? Like, let me just... Before we go into that, okay. I'm just going to say... So, I, I, have, I have on my laptop a female MMA movie... Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no, about, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that has been written for a while... And there we are, and all these fucking studios are like, oh, female MMA movie, we're not too sure. Ooh, is it about Ronda Rousey? No, it's not about fucking Ronda Rousey. I like Ronda, but it's not about her. Ooh, female MMA, we're not sure. And then all of a sudden, my whole thing is absolutely effed. Because now, Blake Lively is going to do, guess what? A female MMA movie called Bruised. Bruised. So that means that my script... And everything that we've worked on for the last two years will probably... Two, one of two things will happen. It will either get made, because they'll want more like that, or it's absolutely effed. Yeah, because they've completely because stolen Because once Blake Lively's done it, what chance does anyone else have? For sure. So very annoying. But um, the, the, if anyone is interested, like, well, I still want to see a female MMA movie. It's about a single mother who was distressed... Just, just stressed? No, I can't talk today. Disgraced... MMA fighter and the authorities threatened to take away her son so she's got to go back in the ring again yes so I mean actually I did not know that it was Blake Lively that was not in my notes Blake Lively yeah so I mean she did good in that shark and the film director of the notebook Oh. Look, I'm into it. I'm into yeah. Bruised. I think Bruised will be great. I'm a big MMA fan, as you know. People have seen yeah, me at, sure. at Bammers and UFCs and, and various things. I'm, I'm friends with a few fighters. Well, one in particular, um, you know, Michael Bisping, Brad Pickett yeah. was in Brotherhood with us. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I'm a big MMA fan. I've been supporting MMA for a while. We've so I'm super MMA. into... Yeah, I used to train as well. I'm super, I'm super into this film. It's just annoying that when I've been trying to get an MMA film out there yeah. for so long... That Libby. Obviously, they got Blake Lively, so that makes sense. But when I've been trying to get one up for so long, and everyone's like, "Oh, I don't think this will work," and then suddenly Blake's doing it, they're all like, "Oh, MMA movie, MMA yeah. movie." It winds me up. It's the golden dust of Hollywood, isn't it? Yeah. So they're making a Fahrenheit eleven nine movie, uh, which is all about the day that Trump became president, November 9th, two thousand sixteen, which is eleven yeah. nine in America. Yeah. So uh, I don't really know much more about what, because we all know the ending, don't we? Trump became president. Yeah. But I think they're going to make some sort of dramatization of that day. Who's making that movie? Um, I think it's the same people who did Fahrenheit uh, 9-11. So Fahrenheit 9-1-1. No, yeah. that's the one, So yeah. now they're going to do Fahrenheit 1-1-9. Yeah. Hmm. So hmm, that gets a hmm from me. We need a hmm. That's a hmm. What are these things called again? These things. Uh, these are sound bites. Let's, we need a hmm. Well, we've got a mm. a tumbleweed. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah. Um. We'll we'll see. We'll see. We've got some emails in. Uh, it says, "Hey, Noel, nice to hear your voice again. You were missed. What do you think of Get Out? Everyone loves it, but it left me cold. I don't see what's so great about it." Says Kirsty and Elton. Kirsty, um, do you know what? I haven't watched it yet. I've been a little busy the last few weeks. Oh, you've not watched it. I haven't actually watched it yet. Um, I will do. Um, the thing about Get Out is the, the, what a lot of people don't know, especially in this country, is the creator and director, uh, Jordan Peele, I think. Peele, yeah. Um, they're, like, they're like massive in America. He's massive in America. Like, you know, people don't really realize that over here. So that film was always going to do well. Plus, you know, Daniel's performance, which I've heard is brilliant. Absolutely amazing. Is, is you know, is going to help that. He's got a lot of support in, in the UK. So 
I think that the film was going to do well regardless. I've heard it's very good. A few people have said what you've said, but I haven't seen it yet. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I I saw it at the cinema and I saw it again. I really like it. I I, I thought that it was it wasn't a jumpy 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 horror. And if it was just it was just tense. And obviously because of all the the sort of racial subject it was very awkward but when that when when the comedy came in it was therefore it was like an amazing release yeah. everyone could laugh and there's like a smaller role in it who's like the best friend yeah who basically kind of steals the film because yeah. he's he's the comedy relief coming yeah. in the whole time i think i'd probably like it because um i think i'll probably like it because i'm a big fan of key and peele's work jordan peele and the mm-hmm. other guy i forget his name i'm a big fan of their work so i feel like i'll like it but i just haven't um, and, and you've got to support yeah. UK actors regardless For of sure. like any sort of uh, whether you know them well or not know them well like you know it's it's a UK guy so we have to watch it he's great and he absolutely smashed it and he smashed it so much that hardly any American realised he was British and then they're all like really upset that's, ups- that's his job man they're really upset to find out like upset, that yeah. guy's English what yeah, fuck him uh, another email says hey guys who is the loveliest and least loveliest actor celebrity you've worked with or met from Daphne and Romford you want us to name names and shame mm. people uh, who's the loveliest um. the loveliest um, I don't know there's too many people to say who the loveliest is there's absolutely too many people because there's a lot of amazing people that I've met and worked with um, um, so I couldn't say maybe that. Hugh Jackman Hugh Jackman was the loveliest. He was the loveliest, most like down to earth, um, really helpful. uh, Because you're doing a junket and those things are kind of awful. And he came with so much energy and everything that I was giving him, he was giving back tenfold. And it was brilliant. And the least loveliest? Um, The the least loveliest was uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Hmm. He he did the exact opposite of Hugh. He everything I was giving him, he was just thrown on the floor and yeah. wasn't giving me any fun. And um, he made my job really hard. And yeah, so my least loveliest was Jimmy Nail. I worked with him on Avi the same pet, and he was absolutely horrible to me. Vile, yeah, yeah. vile, vile. Yeah, vile. Why did he not just not like you? Or just don't know. didn't like? Loads of people don't like me. I don't give a fuck about that. Grudge but against the world. Just was vile to me the whole time. Mm-hmm. The whole time. Yeah. Oh, season one. Not the other two seasons, but season one. Because by season two, I weren't having it. Oh, really? Yeah. Stand up to your bullies, people. Yeah. For yeah. sure. For sure. Um, and yeah, that's, that's my loveliest and my least loveliest. Yeah. Um, what are we people... talking about? Fahrenheit 11.9. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okie dokie. So we've got um, a, a film called Cash Truck, which is Sandra Bullock. And what a absolutely wonderful name it probably doesn't tell us anything about the movie though Cash Truck well it's an American who's fallen on hard times and she joins a London armoured car company and um, she gets involved with the people like the gang of people who run the armoured car company and then explosive secrets from her past come out is she who she says she is and all this stuff wow Sounds amazing. I don't know, Sandra. Sounds sounds amazing, isn't it? Um, it's always found it a bit weird when they randomly drop an American and plop them in an English movie. Financing girl. <laughs> haven't, like, I, haven't I taught you anything? Oh, little plop. How do we get? How do we get this film made? How do we get some money? Oh, get I know. American and man. Hey, I'm not against that. You know, I'm not against that because yeah. sometimes you need to get your film made, and a lot of the American actors have more value. Mm. Um, although UK is really catching up. <coughs> Emma lot, Roberts. A lot of uh, well, there you go. We have a lot of uh, Ian Somerhalder. We have a lot of um, people that are, are 
are making moves in America yeah, now. Um, for sure. But uh, yeah, they tend to be more known, so that's how sometimes the only way you can get your film financed. And there's a movie called Operation Final, which follows the sounds te- brilliant. The team, the final operation, uh, the follow the team that hunted down and captured Adolf Eichmann, who was one of the major architects of the Holocaust. Mm. So if that's done well, it could be interesting. Operation Final. Operation what Final. What a wonderful name that is. People, I mean, they're so. I wonder if it's the final operation in that film. I think it might be the last. Might mission. be the penultimate one, though. The penultimate mission. That should have been a better name, but that's a bit hard to say. <laughs> penultimate mission. I'm going to go see penultimate mission. No. <laughs> Operation final. Operation final. I would love to know. I'm really, really, I'm geeky like that. I love to know all like the code names for certain operations or big yeah. things. That would be really interesting to know. Yeah. Uh, or like just so that you could know the. The police. I've got a friend who's a policeman, and he was trying to t- teach me all the police codes that he knows. I bet he was. And, uh, did he arrest you? Put the cuffs on you? No, no, he's not arrest me. Oh, he, he did say that <laughs> if I did do something, if I, if he could arrest, if you were a police officer and you arrest someone outside of like when hours when you're not working, yeah. you get like triple pay. Really? Yeah, because if you put your life on the line and arrest someone and you've not got the protection of your uniform, um, they kind of reward you for that. So. For what, just that one hour or the amount of time it takes you? Because I'd make that arrest last like all day. Yeah, I'm just going to sit on you for about five hours. Yeah, before uh, I report tri- it. So, and but so yeah, you, were struggling. You, get, you get financially rewarded and like a bit, you know, wow. for, for if you arrest someone. So, uh-huh. But he was saying there's like um, there's like code names for all the different skin colours and stuff he was trying to teach me. Yes, I know that. If you're a, I've been called on IC3 many times. Yeah. 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 And so normally if I'm dating a guy, he'll be like, well, what's the IC? <laughs> Many times I've been called that. When I go I was, through the numbers. In my younger days when I was stopped by the police. I think I'm on IC6 now. Are you? I think. But No, I think, oh yeah, maybe. Aren't you IC1? Isn't white IC1? I'm IC1, but I'm I'm dating IC6. Are you? Yeah. Wow, got his own code now, yeah? I know. <laughs> New code, didn't even exist two years ago. Now that IC6, IC6. <laughs> Um, oh, okay. We've got uh, a tweet from Kelly Riley fans. It says hello to Noel. Any trailer out soon for your ten by ten movie? Kelly Riley fans. I've seen them on 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 the old Twitter there supporting Kelly Riley massively. Yeah. Um, any trailer out soon for ten by ten movie? Um, not soon. Not soon. Not soon. Okay. We're just finishing the edit of that what film. About poster. Um, oh yeah, I've seen I've seen posters. I've seen I've seen tent posters and I've stuff seen, like that. I've seen some posters. You've seen some posters. I popped by the edit uh, last week. That's right. I wasn't there, but uh, I heard you weren't that, there. Yeah. I popped by and uh, but they they did sort of they saw the array of the you know and I said oh, I don't think that one not that my view counts but uh, yeah no it's looking good. The posters are looking awesome. Yeah, so. and, and I might add the poster looks nothing like the posters that the fans have made up. Absolutely zip like those. So um, oh, they've been fan made posters yeah, yeah, coming yeah. out. Good attempts, guys. Good attempts, guys. But the posters look nothing like that. Um, I've seen the film quite a few times, and it's uh, it's very good, uh, brilliant. Kelly's fantastic, yeah. I yes. must say. So is Luke Evans. Absolutely brilliant. Ten um, by ten coming out later. Yeah, later, later this on. later this year, I think. And do, just quickly uh, before we go to another song, do you remember that time when I nearly was on a movie poster of a movie I was one of your movies I wasn't even in. I don't remember what was that. Yeah, so uh, we were like on the first ever movie that I worked on with you. Uh, we were messing around with the behind the scenes crew. Oh yes, I do remember. And it was like a horror movie, so we were just having fun on the set on the lunch break. Yes. And then some of the photos, some of the footage and the photos went back, and the producers went, "Oh yeah, we, this is this is great for the for the yeah, poster." This girl's great for the poster. And we'll you put went, her on. She ain't in the movie. Like, yeah, she's not in the film. Man. <laughs> it's a costume girl. She's not in the film. So yeah, a little weird fact. That's how me and Norm met. Well, that's because they thought you were better looking, although more super evil, than the girls that were in the film. So, 
you know. Yeah, well, major casting flaw there, Noel. Major there casting flaw. There you go. So you're going to think about that, and we're going to we're going to pay a bit of crap from Conan. And then I think we've got a guest. And then we've got our first guest on the show. It's back, Rowan Chill. <laughs> If she ain't fucking, she got to go. It's Poppy it's Kent Jones. And usually I like to be in the front, but right now this is back row and chill. Boom. 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 Krypton Conan. <laughs> Krypton Conan. From the the movie wonderful, Creed. very, very lovely young men. Very, oh yeah, you know them, don't you? Well, not, not well. Like, I don't go to their house or anything, but I have met them. I directed the video. I like them immensely. They're very, they probably won't like me saying this because obviously they're, they're cool and I'm old now, but they're very lovely, lovely young men. Lovely young men. Yes, wonderful young men. <laughs> you yeah. can have a quote on their album. Yeah, no wonderful young men. Wonderful young men. Now, they're cool, man. I really like them. We have our first guest in the studio. So, Hello. a huge welcome to Ron Scapello. No, it's not Ron. Alex Taylor. Oh, Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm sorry. But Unbelievable. I might change my name to Ron Scapello. I called you Ron in the in the room. Why didn't you say? How embarrassing. <laughs> because yeah. I thought he might be coming in in a minute. Yeah, was, oh. she, he, Alex is like, where is Ron? Well, on my piece no, of actually, paper. I'm, gonna, I'm just oh, going to change my Ian. name to Ron. because um, I'm just reading it upside down. I'm so sorry. That sounds harder than my name. <laughs> right. So I might live better we'll on the street. We'll try that again. Take two. Take two. It's yeah, fine. It's not live or anything. So yeah. don't worry. Not live radio. It's all right. Yeah, but it is. Right. Sorry. Anyway, Ian, huge welcome. Who's Ian? It's Alex Taylor. Oh, my gosh. Why is everything wrong? Alex, Ta- Alex Taylor, welcome, sir. <laughs> welcome to thank the you, show. Adam. Thank you, And thank you, Sharon. Brian. <laughs> Bear in mind, I didn't get I'm your name sorry. wrong, right? Uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, 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 sorry, Brian, yeah, welcome. Yeah. Uh, Steve, thanks so much for yeah, joining yeah. us. I'm so sorry, Alex. Well, that was a great stop. Well, great yeah. Start. Yeah. And that's uh, what it's like when you're unknown. <laughs> Next week. Yeah. Don't, don't worry, he gets. Uh, like, yeah, you tell him next week you'll be, you'll be in, in Cannes. In Cannes, yeah. Do yeah. I? Do you know who I am? <laughs> I'm Alex Taylor, damn it. Well, you are, and I'm just, I'm just think, say, like scared to say anything now. You are the director of Spaceship. Is that correct? What are you talking about? Who? What the hell, Spaceship? <laughs> the, I've never spaceship? heard of that. The movie Spaceship. It's out. He's the director of Mayo film. and Commode. That yeah, film that we Stop fucking with me, <laughs> because I can only no, no. Yeah, that, you know, this didn't happen on Mayo Commode earlier on. Exactly. I'll say. Exactly. Hello, mate. How are you? (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm really great. Thanks. Uh, You know, spaceship is out today, so yeah, it's a little bit hectic, and um, we're running from here to the Central Pitch House uh, this evening for our public premiere. Okay. Well, before we get into that and about the film being out today, please do tell us a little bit about spaceship. Or should we play the clip first? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have a clip. We're going to play a clip, and then we want you to tell us all about the film, and and then. We can, we can reveal chat. that it's out today, etc. Et yeah, et for sure. Okay, it's out so today, guys. Here's a little little sneaky peek. Here we My go. My mum disappeared when I was seven years old. When I say disappeared, I mean they told me she was dead. But you should have seen her eyes. She was floating in the pool with this smile on her face. So, there we go. So, <laughs> there was a little clip of the movie. Um, please tell us what Spaceship is actually about. As opposed to what people think it's about. I mean, that's a really good point. So, it's about a girl who disappears in an apparent alien abduction. Um, we'll follow her father looking for her. But what it's actually about is how, when you're a teenager, uh, we feel a little bit like aliens ourselves, in that... We're, we've just arrived on this planet and there are people looking in at us 
prodding us, working out who we are and how to communicate with us. And so I wanted to make a film which was which was about teenagers, but it felt like it was structured like a teenager's mind, like by teenagers, not like from an adult point of view looking down on them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, so which I think Skins did quite well because it really felt like it was from the point of view and everything was important because it was from all the young people's eyes. Skins did really well. I was, yeah. I was a massive fan of that. Yeah. 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 yeah, it feels like everything's a big deal when you're a teenager. Well, it yeah. is a massive deal. Um, and so... The poster and the film itself has been, you know, you know, called things like. Well, the poster is quite, quite interesting, and I've seen the film be called magical and a, a psychotropic daydream, a daring journey into into younghood. Like, what, what would you say was, um, would you say any of those quotes were all accurate? And 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 what was what was the thing that made you really want to make a film like this? Bearing in mind you're not a teenager, sir. Um. Well, I I reckon there are teenagers inside of all of us. I, Agreed. I, I think we're all still I think there's a teenager rattling and sort of rebelling inside us and Agreed. you know no matter how old we get they're still going to be there and that we remember what it was like to be a teenager and I think we still look at things and we go do you know what my teenage self maybe thinks slightly differently about that but now I've learnt that I need to sort of react to it differently but we, the teenager's still there going man you wouldn't have done that back then what are you doing so um, I think, you know, as my first film out, I wanted to probably go back and revisit some of those teenage years and just kind of work out what the hell it was all about. Yeah. So to do that, rather than actually just mining all my own memories, I didn't want it to be just autobiographical. I went down to towns in South England, like Guildford, Farnborough and Aldershot, and I, and I sort of befriended some teenagers and I just hung out with them for the whole summer. Yeah. And I just became friends with them and we went through some, you know, really sort of tough I saw the tough experiences they were going through, you know, they were, but they the joyous celebration of life that they did, you know. Yeah. So there's one time when um, this goth, like, a, he, he cut his chest a little bit and then and a girl, like, drew a smiley face in blood, you know. Yeah. And I was like, man, I mean, in a happy sort of uh, yeah. party, sort of relaxed sort of way. And I thought, you know, that's teenagerhood, you know. That's, that is, um, that's what it's like to be a teenager. It's kind of of happy pain you know yeah would whereas you, an adult you'd just be like oh let's put let's put a plaster on that yeah, kind of like, yeah. Oh. the cream carpet yes exactly <laughs> don't bleed on the cream carpet would you go back <clears throat> if you could have if you could have like a day pass to go back to being a teenager would you no no I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think I would. I mean, well, we you've just done it all it. summer. You just did it all summer. Yeah, yeah which is why my next film is probably not <laughs> going to be about teenagers. Yeah. And uh, and um, <clears throat> when you when you did that research with the teenagers, did you find that? Because I think you're right. I think we all have that. It's not even so much that we have it inside us. It's like that you get to a certain age, I feel, and actually you mentally, you learn new things, but you don't go past that age. You just, society forces you to go past that age. Society forces you to behave a certain way because after a certain age, it's like there's things you just shouldn't do. Yeah. But you still feel, you know, I've got like, you know, my dad is, is old, but he doesn't, he says to me, oh, I still feel like I'm 25 or whatever like that because your mind, you know. So when you were doing that research, did it did it remind you a lot of your teens and also... How different was it now with those teenagers than it was when I'm assuming we're not far off each other's age? Yeah, I mean, uh, when it was when when <laughs> you mean like we what 28? Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I guess yeah. No, it, do you know it was remarkably similar? Like it was park benches, it was car parks, it was anywhere where adults weren't going to interfere with them. Yeah, and it was the same talking like this strange mixture of nonsense and incredibly profound like teenage poetry yeah. you know uh, to us sounds kind of like meandering and sort of 
fan, uh, fanciful, you know, or farcical even. But yeah. to them, it's like you know, it, it meant everything to us. We we were constructing the world around us. We were deciding how we felt about everything. We were testing avenues out, and th- and that means you know, like unlike adults who think twenty times before they say something, you know, teenagers just kind of go out there and say it and do yeah. it and find out if they like it. So. They were the same as we were yeah. back then. And how did you find it interacting with them? Did you find it hard to not... When they were saying things that were very teenage, did you find it hard to say, well, actually, guys, what really happens? Or were you quite silent observing? Or, or did you just kind of revert to your teenage self and kind of just... Well, they, they taught me. I mean, I, I, was, I thought... My first thought was, oh, you know, I had my adult thought. And then I was like, man, th- what they're saying is so much more truthful and real and logical and, to them yeah lo- logical to them but also I realised how as an adult my thought process has become so confused with all the layers of s- society, society you know? yeah. so whenever they said something I was like oh yeah I should be thinking like that again yeah. so yeah. I probably regressed a bit yeah. a few over that summer well I think though that teen the reason I wouldn't want to be go back and be a teenager now is because I think that it's changed even since when I was a teenager social media has just changed the entire landscape of a lot of teenage world like i'm so glad that i went through school without having the the smartphones and having to do instagram and all the social media like you know i'm glad that i have like three photos of me when i was a teenager and that's it's just hidden from <laughs> the world now yeah you don't you don't want your entire teenage years i don't years know if i would have documented, documented no. that, that but would i'm assuming good. they were all going through that were they always on their phones posting and on do you know what this this group that i was with they would look, i think this is, teenagers at the moment are there are some social media is a black hole and it sucked a lot of them up and there mm. are a lot of teenagers who just yeah. take selfies just. and try and look perfect every day and, yeah. but um, you know luckily the guys that I found they were they were like out, outsiders but they they celebrated that and they got together and they, they were banding together against the you know the mm. outside forces yeah. you know I think in a way like your average not your average your mainstream teenager today is in more trouble than your uh, your outside yes. teenager yeah. because they're yeah. all just sucked up into the, you know, they want to be Kenya West or yeah. Kim Kardashian I mean. yeah. what was your what was your casting process did you end up using any of the guys you met out there or, or did you go to traditional actors we did um, first of all I, I wanted as many sort of real teenagers in there as possible so yeah, yeah we, we met amazing people on the streets we got um, we met Annabelle Allen who's uh, in the film singing a song and she's now being played on Radio One. You know, she's wow. she's um, she's she's a wonderful, like, really super young and talented um, girl. And we met her, and she came into audition. She 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 wasn't so good at the acting, but then she said, "Oh yeah, I play some songs as well." Heard her songs, I was like that that's in the film. So Fantastic. so we took her songs, put them in the soundtrack, and then she came on set and she did a scene and. And I said, just bring your guitar up, just in case. And, uh, it, was, and it was after a party in a bedroom, and she sang, a, uh, sang and played guitar, and it just everyone's hair sort of went up on the back of the neck. And, wow! And that scene's in the film. And, um, and she got, she's got, she's got, she's got a record doing now because of that, or she's well. I mean, she's not. I don't think we can claim that we. You know, <laughs> she, she's super talented. She's got there, but um, no, she, she was playing Radio One like last night, I think. Wow. That was the first Radio 1 play. We've had a tweet in. It says, Hi all, your film looks really great and very indie. Has indie cinema influenced or inspired you? Yeah, totally. Uh, I'm a long way away from sort of commercial big... Mm-hmm. Uh, I love like Gregor Aki and Harmony Kareen and, um, mm. you know, uh, Larry Clark, you know, that kind of gritty... Uh, you know, not gritty. Gritty is not a good word, but... Um, you know, I want to challenge. Mean, yeah, yeah. yeah you're, you're mentioning the people that inspired me as well, like Harmony yeah. and, and Larry Clark with kids and and yeah. Bully back in the days in particular. Yeah, um, were instrumental in 
what then became kidulthood and blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, I, I'm I'm well into that man. Because there's not that many people doing that kind of film. No. In Britain, you know, no. there's a lot of people in America, but we we mm. sort of stick to our period dramas and our yes. you know Notting Hills or whatever. Yeah. But man, I always just felt like, can't we just have a real film that's just you know give them a voice and let them say things and yeah, uh, and not not like cut everything because it doesn't fit into our adults. Opinion mm-hmm. about what they they should be you know, and what that. it is to entertain. You know, so I'm loving your vibe, sir. Because as you probably know, I'm I'm kind of very similar in that regard. I do, of course, <laughs> <Yeah>. man. <laughs> you, you know, you've been in a as well. And an if people want to to come and check it out, if they're like, oh, okay, and they're going to go and see, you can check out the trailer online. But it is opening tonight, isn't it? It's opening tonight at the Central Picture House, and we're going to be in the Ritzy in the Rio tomorrow. We're going to be in Hackney Picture House, I think, every day for like from today, boom, for the next week. Boom. So that you can definitely around. So Picture House is going to be the one. Pitch Picture House, yeah. And the Ritzy Genesis next week, and also you know I've got to say like um like Laura Peak, who's in Born to Kill. Uh, she, she's yeah. in it she's she's amazing new new star coming up and fantastic Tallulah Haddon from Taboo's in it yes. as well yes um, good show that as well Taboo yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. I no. thought I knew I recognised her face I was like and Alexa Davies uh, she's uh, raised by wolves and, ah. and all that so she's she's the girl who disappears great so oh. I mean Alex you've done pretty well with uh, shorts you know and, and now obviously we've got the feature uh, what is next for you sir I've got another feature film in development now with BFI, so I'm writing it. I can't say too much about it, but yeah. it's going to okay. move. I'm going to move into the adult, adulthood. Yeah. <laughs> no, you've already yeah. done that shit. Yeah, damn it, damn uh, it, man. Um, yeah, it's going to it's going to it's it's going to be similar similar themes, but in the adult world, next I'm season. Yeah, season next season. Of life. Is there a role for me in there? I definitely, I definitely think there are. There is. Can you be in the army? Yeah, yeah. You could definitely be in army. Yeah, I might be too old now, but uh, if it's adults, then maybe I can. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my I'm putting my hat in the ring right now. Um, uh, loving your vibe, I will yeah. I will. If there is a role for me, sir, I will be in your film. <laughs> let's, let's, let's do that. <laughs> let's do that. If there's a role for me, I will be in your film. Man, you're in the army now. <laughs> I'm in the, I'm there. Boom. I'm there. Go tra- drop and give me twenty. Drop and get right <laughs> now. Okay, cool. I'm gonna let's play a bit of two pack and we're gonna. Well, thank you start so much. Training. Thanks thank you so much. Thank you so it. much, uh, Stephen Daniel. And uh, <laughs> thanks, Sarah. <laughs> Guys, spaceship, spaceship is out tonight from today. Please check it out. Spaceshipfilm.co.uk as well for yeah. all the info and the screening info. There you yeah. go. Spaceshipfilm.co.uk for all the screening info. Alex Taylor is on the rise as one of the the, the, the premier talents in, in British film coming up. So please do check this film out and, and check him out. Yeah, thank you guys. All right, it's back. Crow and Chill. We'll be back with more guests and more music after this. Machiavellian is Illuminati. All through your body, the blows like a 12 gauge shot. Feel me? Grow and chill with Johanna James and Noel Clark on Fubar Radio. Hello, la 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 la. Tupac. Yeah, and the Creed soundtrack. Loving that movie. Yeah, and Creed's a good movie. It is good. Yeah, really liked it. Uh, we've, so who've we got? We've got our second guest. Second guest. Please. That doesn't mean he's second best though. No, just. You know, in order. It's yeah. It's like I don't judge food, no matter on what the course. It's yummy if it's the beginning or the end. Yeah, I, I kind of yeah. do. I, you? I'm like, this is a bad second meal. No, well, this is a brilliant second guest. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Adam Scott Rowley in the studio. Hello. Yes, indeed. Was, how are you, sir? How are you? All right. How are you doing? Great. We're brilliant. Yeah. So good. This is not culturally significant. Yeah. Hit me. Tell me about this show that you have written, directed. 
and starring. Yeah. By okay. the way, before <laughs> you tell me, I want to tell you, I'm loving that. I'm loving that. Yeah, I'm loving good. the writing, directing, starring. You know how I roll, man. I love that you're doing that. You're grafting. What made you decide to, to, to do that, to take it all on? Because it's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the show is, um, it's, it's pretty crazy. I play like 10 characters. They're all having the worst times of their lives. They're all um, going mad. And they're all just like completely like breaking down um all of their lives are like intertwined so nice. it, it jumps between sometimes you're with one character for like 30 seconds and you're with someone else for 10 minutes and they all somehow know each other they're all somehow connected um but they're all hiding something like really rough so some of them are like serious racist some of them have got like really deep brutal secrets that um that they don't want to show but but they kind of they kind of have this um, like current of, of comedy and humour running through everything to try and hide all, all the pain and all the yeah. shit that's going yeah. on in, in as, their lives. As people like do. Real as people adults. do, but like, but like heightened, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so, and I do it completely naked. So. I was, I was going <laughs> to get onto that. I was going to get onto that at some point. So yes, um, you do the show in the nude. Yeah. When, when I, so there's, there's varying levels of nudity because obviously mm. nudity is nudity, but I mean, do you wear a string vest? No, it's like cock and balls. You have your actual willy out. Yeah, start to finish, yeah. Bit Mate, of paint, a bit of white paint, that's about it. I admire, <laughs> I admire you, I sir. Mean, that's, yeah, that is real putting yourself on yeah. Yeah. out there. What you made know? you, so two questions yeah. or a double barrel question. One, what made you take on this? acting directing and writing when so many other people just kind of chill and wait for their agents to call and two why are you doing it completely naked yeah um well i guess that why i did it in, in the first place was that you know like being an actor it's such like an oversaturated market yeah and you can um you know you can wait around for jobs to come in yes. or, or like agents years, to call yeah. or whatever and it just doesn't yes. happen so it's like well either put yourself out there and make your own stuff or just don't do anything and you know work as a waiter or whatever Boom. So i'm loving that i hope you guys are listening yeah. i've said this a million times you can sit around waiting for the phone to ring or you can create your own stuff and we know if you create your own stuff things happen so massive respect to you sir massive cool. respect thanks man and yeah. now um so why Nudity. would old wee willy winky out yeah why balls <laughs> or mr or mr big stuff whatever i don't know i've not seen the show yet we're gonna come and check it out because have have i'm thinking <laughs> I would say, excuse the pun, you got to have balls to be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I'm assuming yeah, it's... It's, you. Pr it's pretty scary, but um, you get used to it. You yeah. do get used to doing it. I've um, done it before, actually. Have you? Yeah, I did a play. I've talked about this a few times. I did a play mm. and I had to be naked on stage. Really? I toured for a couple of months, yeah. And yeah. it's very sort of like, yikes. Yeah. You but do, then you just get used to it. You do kind of gradually get used to it. Yeah. But I worry as well that if I get completely fine with it, that it will kind of lose some of that tension, yeah. you know. Mm. Um, but, but no, the reasons for doing it naked... Yes. Um, so it, it wasn't to begin with. I did it in Edinburgh last year, uh, clothed, and loads of people were like, "These these characters are so brutal and so um, like unforgivable that there just needs to be some sort of like vulnerability, vulnerability. in the show." And, and it kind of concerned me that that there wasn't any any vulnerability in it. Yeah. Um, but then I didn't want to compromise who I thought these people were because like they are like amongst us. You know, you see mm. these people yeah. on the street and in life yeah. all the time. Um, so I thought, well if I'm completely naked hopefully people will see themselves in these people and they'll yes. be more forgiving of the characters see the vulnerability um, because exactly, you yeah. yourself the performer being really vulnerable. Uh, no, being vulnerable, vulnerable. Yeah. yeah yeah so 
so that's yeah so do you how do you then brave so choice amazing. you change character in your ten between all the ten characters and obviously you don't get costume changes yeah um, so you have to do that all just like it's very physical yeah so um, yeah that's how they're defined like re- really physically and with a voice as well like mm. half of half of the characters are women so um, so there's there's like a differentiation in voice as well as, as physicality oh yeah. my god have you seen the movie Split no it's James McAvoy. James McAvoy he plays someone who has split personality disorder, disorder. Oh, okay. so he's got 23 different people that he is and he goes between male female good characters bad characters oh, and cool. he does it just by like the flicker of a face movement you can see one character switch into the next one and you're like that's a, di- that's a different person there right yeah. now it's a different M- person that's M. Night Shyamalan right yeah um, was the film good if you thought, yeah yeah because yeah, he's not made a good film in a while, so yeah, no, no, they've <laughs> just they've just commissioned um, the sequel to it, oh, really? um, and because that film was a surprise sequel to Unbreakable. What split? Yeah, so split at the very very end. Mm. Spoiler alert here, massive spoiler alert here. Um, but at the very very end, uh, you've got a, a cameo by Bruce Willis. And okay, say no more. And it's the uh, say no more. Yeah, Unbreakable but, was one of his best films. Anyway, back to you, sir. <laughs> I need to see these films. Yeah. yeah, but Split would be amazing. Maybe see it after your, or maybe you know during your run. But yeah. um, it was James McAvoy. I think he absolutely killed it, and I don't know why he didn't get an, an Oscar or something because it was, he was unbelievably amazing. He's a good actor, man. He's yeah. a good actor. So, 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 when is the show on? Uh, it's on at the moment at the Bunker Theatre yeah. um, and it oh, finishes nice on yeah yeah London Bridge mm-hmm. and it finishes um, 3rd of June fantastic oh nice yeah. little run there it is and it's weird because it, it, it changes every night because um, a lot of it a lot of it is improvised so it's dependent on like the audience that comes in okay. kind of what happens each night yeah so do you um, have any sort of you have you have a basic script then yeah there's like a skeleton of a script yeah um, but uh but yeah, it changes a lot. So I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what it's going to be on the 3rd of June compared to what it is oh, now. Yeah. You know? So you feel yeah. the audience basically and then sort of take it where it needs yeah, to go. Yeah, because sometimes they just laugh all the way through, but other times um, they're really silent and they kind of, they sit in the sadness of it more. So it's kind yeah. of weird juggling that and making sure everyone's on the same page and kind of... Do you have a preference? Uh, I like it when it's, uh, my, my favourite thing is when they laugh at something and then, and then I, I change it up and they're like, oh <gasps> fuck, we should not be laughing at this. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's my favourite kind of game to play with them. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, think that's a great game. so brave to do a ho- well not only are you about naked but you're also doing just a show alone it's just terrifying yeah it gets a bit lonely yeah do you ever miss having someone to well you have the audience bounce to off. bounce off sure but you have someone yeah. on your side of the ring to bounce yeah, off yeah definitely and especially when you kind of can't be asked doing it there's no one else just to pick you up you know you yeah know. and no understudy yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah fantastic like, fantastic well, it, it, yeah this is super cool so it's called this is not culturally significant and why why that title um you've got to decide for yourselves whether it is or not um uh, after you yeah. see it it's one of them yeah. oh <laughs> do you have just quickly do you have of your characters it's 10 characters uh, yeah kind of 10, 10 to 15 10 to 15 depends, yeah. is there one that you lean towards the most that you like playing um, the most or that's or, and is there one that is similar to yourself I wouldn't say there's one the that's similar there's um there's one that can talk to the audience. Uh, there's only one that can actually like directly talk oh, to the people. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's like this spiritualist lecturer, um, but he's like the most pissed off guy you've ever met. Even <laughs> though he like promotes all this mindfulness stuff. Um, so he's he's good fun because you can actually be like active with people in the room. Yeah. Um, but some of them some of them are like really fucked up. So yeah. it, that that takes quite a bit of energy. Yeah. Are they based that. on people you know? No. 
No. Oh, no, so no. none of your friends are going to be like, oh, no. look. Adam, oh, I think I have a, you have a word. Like, may, maybe at one point, but they kind of come so far now that yeah, of course, you, know, yeah, yeah, you wouldn't yeah. recognise. I hope you wouldn't fucking recognise anyone in them. Yeah, yeah, some of your mates going to be like, that's me, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought I recognised myself in um, in Brotherhood script. Did you? Yeah. But, what? But not, not the, the character I was playing. Really? Um, I'm pretty sure, word for word, um, you know the character Poppy? Yes. Um, she, when she's with all the boys yes. and they're all looking at the nudes yeah. and then she goes like oh, I don't know why you still that it looks like a brain and I'm pretty sure that we had that conversation that, we, that I've said that <laughs> for sure it looks like a brain we're talking about why why nudes are a thing nowadays and stuff we're having a group conversation about that at some point and I'm, I'm pretty I, I read my and I was like yeah no I got that from me I'm pretty sure do you know what though I think I'm Poppy I did get it from someone but I don't know if it was from you I think it was from me because I'm always the one there going but like oh no I think actually I don't know if you said would you say it looks like a brain is that something you'd say I pretty, yeah because I think vaginas do look a little bit like brains or <laughs> you know creatures that are like Aah! does yours look like that like Mine a brain looks like, like a brain like a, vulture, with a little brain like a pterodactyl with a yeah, brain it's a pterodactyl's brain <laughs> Maybe you should write her apart so you both can get on stage, man. Because I would love to see that pterodactyl. I would love to nah, see that pterodactyl. I'd be up stage, <laughs> Well, if I'm naked, you'll just see it anyway. So yeah, just have to do. Um, I mean, well, maybe I have seen it anyway. <laughs> But moving on, yeah. Um, everyone's going to be like, "Oh my god, tweet, 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 tweet." Boyfriend's going to be calling in what now. Mother's mean? calling in, like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> no, it's professional. Um, we're talking about your play, which is on at the moment at the bunker. If you've just joined us, um, it's a one-man play. You do it about naked, fifteen yeah. characters. Incredible. How long is the play? How long do you have to keep uh, going? Fifty minutes ish. Depending okay, no interval. Just yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. assuming it could run over an hour potentially if if you're having fun and yeah, interacting. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, not much more than an hour because yeah. it's pretty knackering. But, yeah, of course. But, yeah. Yeah. Have you had friends and family come and see it? So friends, yeah. Um, but my parents are seeing it for the first time on Monday. Shut <laughs> up! Yeah, <laughs> your mother is going to come and my see your winky. Yeah, yeah. That she well, hasn't she's seen, seen it before. Yeah, but it's yeah, not the same, is it? It's not the same. Not for like you know, fifteen years. She's going to be like, well, son, it's very different, isn't it? It's just, yeah, it's grown ever so slightly. I must say. <laughs> it starts. Dad's going to be like, "Well done, boy." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know what they're going to think, but it starts off with me as this um, as this American porn star, yeah. and she's she's like frigging herself at the very top of the show. So oh if, my if goodness. they can sit through that, they can sit through the whole thing. Well, you're going to um, keep. Are you going to keep an eye out? What if you kind of are frigging yourself, butt naked, and you see Daddy walking out? I just are you going to walk out? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah, the worst. He might. He might. No, I'm, I'm trying to scare you. No, it's <laughs> going to be fine. Trying to drink it's going to be fine. <laughs> it's going to be fine. They're going to love it. They're going to be super proud of you, like everyone is. I think what you're doing, my friend, is absolutely amazing. Thank you. Um, yeah. Writing, well directing, and acting. I, I'm all over that, and I, I'm. I'm I'm not patronising you but I'm proud that you're doing that because I think more people should take ownership of their stuff totally and the fact that you're doing it naked I remember doing my play naked and it was absolutely terrifying you know having all these girls see my huge um, penis um, <laughs> so the fact that you're the fact that you're doing that man ultimate respect to you man cool thank you it would be really funny if there was a fire drill though because you'd have to go outside and yeah, go out <laughs> in the car park I was performing <laughs> it's art <laughs> while he's being arrested for indecent exposure yeah, yeah. <laughs> like in the theatre it's like I was performing yeah of course you were mate come on yeah. audience right, guys, return again this as well. is not culturally significant which is at the bunker theatre in Southwark right now started May the 15th no 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 yes yeah, started May the, May the 15th and goes until June the 3rd plenty of time to go Please and see do it check go check it out, it out.
Adam Scott Rowley. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Brilliant. Thanks. Right, we're going to go back to some music and move on to the third guest, which no particular... They are not as good as you, sir, because you no. are second, they <laughs> are third. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Right, here's a little bit of a, a teaser of another show on Football Radio. This Thanks, Ads. Thank you. Fubar Radio presents the Hannah Whitten Show. This week, I have my dear friend, Florence Schechter. D- don't want you to come on my face. Don't want you to come on my face. Yeah. No, no. It really stings when it gets in your eye. Uh, yeah, can Gosh. confirm. Can yeah. confirm. <laughs> it meant I tend to have terrible aim. Yeah, it was my... To be honest, when it happened to me, it was my fault. I was the one holding, and I, uh, uh, I, right. it, I didn't aim properly, uh. and it just went. Sometimes it comes out of funny angles and, like, different projections. You know, yeah. Sometimes it kind of just goes a bit... Oop. It was funny, though. We managed to laugh it off. Very I'm just like. I'm just, no, no, never again. And you're lucky that it was an accident and it was actually my fault. Every Wednesday, the Hannah Whitten Show from 6 pm, Fubar Radio. Fubar Radio presents Harriet Rose with Nossa. Joining me right now is Mr. Lethal Bizzle. Yo, what's, what's happening? Up? I've always kind of been vocal. Like I call them David Cameron a donut. You need to create new conversations all the time. It's always about spreading the energies. That's one thing Wiley's taught me. As much as you might be the guy, the scene can't be one person. People like myself, JME, Skepta, Wiley, we're our own politicians. We've got fans. We've got like a party. The powers that be, they need to start taking us seriously and knowing that our influence is as impactful, if not even more, than theirs. Every third. Thursday. Harriet Rose with Nossa. From 4 pm, Fubar Radio. And this is Back Row and Chill. Back Row and Chill with JJ and Clock. The best show. I'm just going to say it. I think it's the best show. I don't know, man. I no. don't know. Do you know why I don't know? Why? Because ridiculously, I don't listen to any of the others. Well, because you're concentrating on this one. Because I'm working so hard. On the entertainment industry. Right, we are on to our third guest, so a huge welcome Hello. to Elan. Elan! Hey. How do I pronounce your surname? Ashkeri. Elan Ashkeri! How's it going, buddy? That's a nice Great, name. how are you guys doing? Good, thank really you. Really good. Uh, well, you are uh, one of the very few composers that we've had. Yes. On the show. So, um, and by far the best. By far the best. Oh, thank you. Well, we just played a little bit of your work before the break. Um, and that was from Layer Cake. Layer Cake. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. But you've done so many films. You've got Kick Ass, Still Alice, Stardust, Boom. Young Boom. Victoria. So many of my faves on there. Um, how did you start doing this? Yeah. So basically, you know, this is a film show. Tell the youngsters, tell the audience, how does one go about becoming a composer? For movies? Well, for me, it was mostly an accident. I really, I wanted to be a guitarist in a rock band, and I took a wrong turn somewhere (laughs) along the way. So, um, so, uh, but what happened is I just knew I wanted to work in the music business, and I... I got introduced to a film composer and I didn't really even understand what that was. And uh, I just started working for him, literally just making tea. And I Mm. learned the ropes and I worked my way up the ladder. So um, I think, what advice would I give? Just just do everything you can, short films. And, and, you know, I started off doing documentaries for the BBC and uh, bit by bit push you know you push doors and, and things start to happen but it's really about consistently is it really about consistently though also making music just keep making music and practicing and learning your craft and stuff like that absolutely and just absolute perseverance and you know you, there's there's so many 
no's along the way and I mean right, right at the start I, we nearly worked together I nearly did kid adulthood yes and then and then that yes. didn't work out for some reason I can't even remember why because Hoods was a director not me <laughs> we I was did, trying to be polite because yeah, we did work we did work on adulthood technically yeah, and, we and did, you yeah, sort of yeah. mentored With you Chad, mentored yeah. Chad who ended up doing the composing on adulthood yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly yeah Good times. It's, yeah, I, I'm really. I love. I love uh, film soundtracks. Is one of my uh, modern music is brilliant. But I'm so out of the. I'm not down with the kids with that. Really, I, I my head's always in soundtracks and stuff. So which way round does it work? Do you do you see the film and then? find something over the top of it or how does it how yeah do you no it, it, exactly yeah. that way sometimes you get you work at script stage so so at the moment I'm I'm starting on Ray Fiennes is, is directing a new film a, 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 um, a film about Nureyev the ballet dancer and I'm, and I'm just starting on that and we're at script stage and we need to do some music in advance but that happens less often mm. most often you you come in when they've got an assembly of the film and that's important because because the director and the editor need to throw music Music up against the film and see what works. Yeah, Sometimes sure, unexpected yeah. things work, and then you come in and 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 for me, it's all about. I try to find a, an access point, an emotional access point in the film, a, a bit of the scene that really speaks to me, where I could say, okay, I need to write music for this character, mm. and it's going to be like that. And there's two bits to it. There's the bit where you have to write Luke Skywalker's theme, <laughs> and then there's the more functional bit, which is which is more you know the bit where you have to write the theme. That's like coming up with a hook. That's there's no no way to teach that. I don't know how how that happens. But the rest of it is well, I put his theme here, and it needs to fit in this scene, and it needs to be sad, or it needs to be actiony. That's more of a of a skill set that you can learn. Yeah. And what instruments do you play? Do you have one sort of specialized instrument, or do you? I sit at the keyboard mostly Keyboards. these days because okay. uh, you know you write it all on the on the computer. But I, as a kid, I, I learned violin. I was rubbish at it. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I can play the guitar, and uh, but obviously not well enough to be a guitarist in a rock band. So you never know. You never could it's never happen, too late. Right? <laughs> a lot of the rockers are, are kind of in advancing years, so you know there's then, always hope. That yeah. is true. That um, is true. And do, do you prefer? Because I've done both. I've done sort of character themes, and yeah. I've done films where there isn't a character theme and the score is just a score. Is there? Do you have a preference in terms of when when you're scoring a movie? I think it really depends. Character character themes can be quite on the nose. So if you if you're doing an animation or you're doing you know a fantasy film, mm. you mu you may want to do that. And and but but it's quite sort of paint by numbers sometimes you want to think of it differently where you might have emotional themes in the film and you want to write music for that and and then uh, and that doesn't necessarily apply to specific characters and well you also work with some other pop stars as well that is true in the yeah. notes, like katie tunstall tom odell uh, oh and the cinematic orchestra and sinead o'connor uh, yeah, I wrote a song for Sinead uh, for uh, on the end of the Young Victoria. Amazing. Mm. Yeah, that was that was amazing. And do you have a favourite type of film, genre of film that you really like to do the music for? Um, you know what? Not really. You know what the answer to that question is. 
I just want to work with nice people yeah, and, okay, and yeah, like one. fun people because you know there's a lot of of in, in all the arts. <laughs> we love to say yes, that. Yes, yeah. can say that. Yeah. Yeah. There are there are a lot of dicks working. <laughs> you can say well, there are in, in, all, in all in all the arts and and actually what you want to do is you want to find because you know especially at the start of my career I worked with some really famously difficult people mm. like Harvey Weinstein and Dino mm. De Laurentiis yeah. and and I just and I think you know they're, and they're amazing and I'm so glad I have those stories and thank you to yeah. those people for giving me a, sh- a shot early on but I think you know th- there was a revelation for me at one point where I thought actually you can w- work with really nice people the creative process doesn't have to be fraught and yeah. angst and and, I, and, I, and you get much better results that way when you have a respectful creative I'm collaboration with you, so I'm with you Anyone who anyone who's making a film that that is nice and calm, I'm I'm in. I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not always calm, but I'm nice. Yeah. I, I I had that revelation probably. I think only two years ago. No, what was it? Seventeen, fourteen. I think I had that revelation in about 2014. Because I'm always I'm always. I mean I mean you know me. You know Johanna knows me. When I when I when I'm annoyed, people know I'm annoyed. Blah 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 blah. blah. You know I can be angry, whatever like that. But essentially, I'm a nice guy, right? Yeah. But I have always, my whole life, gone out of my way to help people. Like, I'm always like, oh, mm. I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll do this, I'll do that. And in about 2014, it literally was thrown so hard back in my face. I literally had that revelation where I was like, from now on, I'm only going to work with people I like. I don't care how famous you are. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what Oscars you've won or anything like that. If I don't like you, I'm not working with you. And do you know what? My life, as Eminem says in one of his tracks, my life has been so much better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Like, honestly. So, so, I'm, so I'm with you. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's true, man. People who are, are energy suckers and bring Energy you down. vampires. Yeah. yeah. you got to just, yeah. I'm you just have to cut, well. cut them away, man. So yeah. I'm, I'm digging that. I'm, I'm glad you said that. Young people, please listen to that. You know, it, it's it's easy to just work with people because you want to get by, but actually working with someone to get somewhere when actually you're just going to be miserable for years or months, it's just months or years, is, is not the one. It's no. like, just be happy. You know what I mean? That's the best way. And do you have, I know it's, oh, I was asking this is a bit like picking a favourite child, but do you have a favourite school that you've done that you're like, yeah, it's my favourite one? Um, I... It's a very hard question to yeah. answer, but, of course, but one of the, you, you know, <laughs> one of the things that gives me the most joy is that um, the young Victoria, which is a story, a love story about Queen Victoria yeah, and good Prince film, Albert. Um, the the music from that is kind of quite regal and, and romantic, and more than anything else, I get emailed. Uh, about that score from people who are getting married all over the world who want that music played at their wedding and Fantastic. I think and I think of all the all the things all the triumphs have had nominations or awards or you know sold records actually the greatest and biggest compliment is that that little to, to think so many literally hundreds of weddings where people have have had my music play at for their, their moment for their yeah. moment it's amazing yeah and that's the hugest biggest compliment and the thing I, I think that I'm probably most proud of that's yeah. amazing that's amazing man that's really cool it'd be interesting if some people wanted like kick ass played at their wedding <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet there's some people <laughs> yeah. right yeah, yeah it would be like yeah. I'm having the kick ass music played at my wedding you know like those people who get married on the water or extreme <laughs> yeah. weddings right skydiving sky yeah. 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 and that's just in their headphones <laughs> and the priest is like ah no, I had a friend who the groom wanted to come down the aisle to Star Wars. I was like, mm, really? Don't 
don't let him do that. No. <laughs> Did he do it? No, he wasn't allowed to do it. Yeah, but she, she put the car wash on that, man. But, yeah, that yeah. would have been... I mean, it's, it's, it's a kind of wedding, but... So I think it's no, no. No, she no, wasn't having it. No. She See, but that's what uh, that's what now nerds are cool, right? So that's yeah. what happens when nerds yeah. become Geek cool. Geek chic. Geek chic. <laughs> well, Jedi is a religion now, isn't it? Is it? Yes, is it? it's a recognised religion because you only have to have like two hundred thousand people decide to start a religion, and then it has to be recognised. And a few years back, they did it. So Jedi is now a recognised religion. Wow. Well, weirdly. So are we all Star Wars fans? Yeah, I'm I am. Yeah, 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 I am. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. don't know whether I'd have it as my recognised religion. But yeah, well you I can. You can now. You can choose it. Yeah. Well, that can. You, what that be like on your passport? Well, then if hold on, if you were, if you were two Jedi's getting married, then you could have the Star Wars. Okay. Music yeah. down In that occasion, it would make sense. But this okay. person, they would, neither of them were recognised Jedi. Yeah. So I thought it was a bit disrespectful to yeah. all the recognised Jedi's out there to take their music there. That's, yeah, true. That's why there was true, a problem. True, true. Um, well, thank you so much for coming in. This is this has been brilliant. Yeah. Um, and amazing. Just quickly, is there anything? What's your sort of next? The next? What's coming? Can you tell us? Yeah, yeah. Well, can you speak I, about it? I can. Yeah, I've got Riviera coming out. Sky, um, Sky, big show. Ooh. Yeah, so uh, excited about that. Um, so and did you did you do the whole thing or did you mentor anyone on that? No, one? no, I did the whole thing. Fantastic. Uh, you know, it was produced by by a couple of friends of mine, Chris yeah. Tickier and Liza Marshall. And, yes, uh, I know them. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, it was nice to work with them. They're good guys. Um, they are, they are. And. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's good fun. It's it's glamorous. It's uh, you know, it's uh, it's a good show. Yeah, it is That's a good show. And any any personal things that you're you're doing in personal projects, uh, music wise? Yeah, I'm writing. Well, I just wrote a ballet. Um, Fantastic. So, uh, and and uh, I'm doing another ballet, so that's a, that's a new thing for me. Fantastic. Lots so of ballets. Excited. Lots of ballet. Yeah, and it's Ralph fun. Ralph Fiennes ballet. But, well, that is true. It seems to be a lot of ballet in my life. The but year trying of the to, ballet. Trying to bring like you know, not make it boring and classical. Trying Did to that inspire you? Fun. Did the one you were doing for him kind of inspire you to do your own ones, or were you all? You no, actually, I was doing my own one first, and then he came along with this with this ballet script. So yeah. It's, and so uh, did you go when he was like, oh, I want to do a ballet? Were you like, oh, I need to work so hard on it? And just palmed off some of your music. <laughs> well, no, because <laughs> it's a biopic. But yeah, no, I, <laughs> I wish I could have done. <laughs> Great. Well, all the best of luck. Thank you so much for coming in on Background Chill. Thanks for having it's me. It's a pleasure. All right. Right here, See we're ya. gonna go to a little bit of music from Riverdale. I'm loving their soundtrack at the moment. Oh, so Riverdale. sorry, no, you're probably gonna like it, but I'm loving it. Back row and chill with Johanna James and Noel Clark on Fubar Radio. All right. You know what? You weren't a fan. What was that song? Was it from Riverdale, was it? Yeah, If You See My Boyfriend by Denora. Mate. I like it. What a nice uh, lullaby that was. I've got to tell you. Is it like the show? Is the show as exciting as that song? The show is very exciting. Right. Full of gorgeous people and thrilling plot lines, I'll assure you. Well, I'll be the judge of that one. My daughter loves it as well. Oh, yes. And that, my friends, is hello to Ron Ron Scapello. Is that the pronunciation? The real Ron. You go right, yeah. Boom. The real Ron, yep. So your daughter loves Riverdale. Apparently so. I've never watched it, and no, she's been watching not. Thirteen Ways to Die, which apparently I should watch. Mate, you don't let her watch that show. I man. know she's. Been, you know, Netflix is sort of taking her into a different world. Yeah, don't time. let her watch that show. Man. I know that, that show in particular is just. Um, it's a dark. It's one. a very good show. But very I'll good. be honest, but like I feel like maybe I'm turning into a parent. I don't know. Oh, I feel like it? it just. It, it's kind of sort of giving kids ideas man like uh, you should no, have, they're all talking about it in the yeah, school and it's kind of straight I, I heard about I read about it in the paper and suddenly it's yeah. a current you know current trend look I'm it. not one of those because I play a lot of video games and when I was young all the, all the adults were like don't play video games yeah. you're going to go out and shoot and I've never gone out and shot people so I'm not saying the, the show will do that mm. 
but it's quite detailed in how mm. the girl does a thing and I just think if you're of a fragile mind especially with social media sure. these days sure yeah watch that just, one yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um I, but i think yeah it's a uh, well let's talk about why ron is him yeah well, well, yeah, <laughs> because why you not? didn't make 13 <laughs> reasons why riverdale uh, but you did make my name is lenny my name is lenny indeed yes which i didn't i hadn't heard about the film but i had heard about the book yeah it's, it's interesting well uh, hold on let's t- tell people what tell people actually what my name is lenny is about and who lenny was yeah for well, those you, who don't know I mean, obviously you know or know a bit about this but yes. lenny mclean was uh, a legendary east london figure I suppose whose book, The Governor, was a a book that sold all over the world, millions of copies. And I think most people will uh, will know him from his cameo or appearance in Lock, Stock and Two Smoking (coughs) Barrels with uh, Guy Ritchie, uh, which was near the end of his life. Actually, he wasn't very well on that on that uh, shoot. But um, his story lives on and the book's been, you know, around for a long time. And the film has been tried to be up and running for about 10, 12 years. And bizarrely, just as I came in, it shows you how international this guy is. There's a tweet from Mickey Rourke from saying, you know, he's sent a picture of, like, uh, the governor throw a you know, uh, book cover. So yeah. I've heard there's a film coming out about your life. Rest in peace, Lenny. You are the only original Street Fighter. Wow. So, you know, it just shows you how far his story has travelled. And uh, the film's about his life, his times, and uh, it's his set rise. In the, set in the 70s? Yeah, late 70s, 1977, 78 time. Yeah. We've saying there's three legendary fights, if you look on YouTube, with a guy called uh, uh, Roy Shaw, which yeah. we've got Michael Bisping. Pretty Boy. Yeah, Pretty Boy Shaw. So we, we've and that's got played by? Michael Bisping. You know, a friend so. of mine. Yeah. yeah. Michael yeah. Bisping, yeah. So he came UFC in. middleweight champion of the world. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We're, we're really lucky with the cast. We've got, you know, a great guy called Josh Hellman playing Lenny McLean. Yeah. The legendary Sir John Hurt, unfortunately passed away yeah. uh, this year yes uh, Chanel Cresswell from This Is England a brilliant BAFTA award winning actor yes. and Nick Moran who knew Lenny from Lockstock wow and Charlie Rothwell Palmer who's a great up and coming actor as well so we, you know the script was tight it attracted great cast and we shot it last September yeah, in, in North and East London so yeah. it was great I remember when Michael was here actually doing that yeah yeah so mate, and, and and how was it shooting with um? How was it shooting with all those cars together? Like, we when you watched when you looked at them on set, were you like, man, this is surreal? Bearing in mind that the story's been around for so long. Well, it's interesting, you know, for J- Jamie, the son of Lenny. I mean, they've been trying to get the film up and running for about twelve years. And I yeah. think Jason Statham was originally yeah. looked at it, and there's been other great actors have looked at it. Uh, and um, so, for him, it was a real sort of journey to get that film actually being yeah. recorded. And, mm. uh, you know, it was very emotional times when the wardrobe fitting came in and Josh mm. walked onto set. Yeah. And when you're adapting life stories, it's a very different relationship you have. I mean, you know this as much yeah, as Noel. Yeah. It's like, you know, you, as a storyteller, you come into the uh, other people's worlds. And I sometimes feel like you're a vulture. You kind of go in and grab parts of people's lives. But these are lived experiences. So there's a yeah. very real sense of responsibility about it. But then when you get the cast there and they're in costume and it's 1970s and we're a working men's club. Amazing. Jamie's welling up because he's almost seen a kind of apparition of his father walking in yeah. and people know Lenny, sort of double blinking and the voice yeah. and suddenly, yeah. you know, Michael's there playing Roy Shaw and yeah. we're recreating this kind of mad, unlicensed boxing world in yeah. North East London in a, yeah. in a great working men's club. And it's, you know, I don't know if you, but when great actors turn up on set, you feel very privileged to be with them. And, yeah, it's and amazing you know, to watch, know, isn't yeah, it? Because yeah, yeah, you, yeah. know you know you're making something special. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, we hope so. I, mean, I yeah. think it's a, it's a unique film and it surprised people. And if people don't know uh, the, the story of Lenny, where does the film sort of start from and pick up on and, and where does it, what's the sort of arc of this of Lenny? Well, we, we, we worked with the script for about two or three, you know, the, the script had been developed for a long time and the version of it came to me last February. 
And I said, look, let's try and compress everything that's about that happened in his life, in his childhood, and those three great fights, and maybe tell a kind of story that gets the heart of his life, and, and also goes into what constructed this really hyper-masculine, hyper-violent, and slightly dysfunctional character. Mm. Mm. And we create the epic three-act structure around the idea of, we kind of catch him on the verge of losing everything. People that he loves, yep. the world that he's created, and you know the, the, a dysfunctional past that's haunting the present. So on one level, it's been sold as a quite a tough movie about street fighting, but on another level, it's about madness and chaos. And um, you know, funny enough, as you do work, you, you come across quotes that seem to uh, you know express what the film's about. And there's a great quote by Frederick Douglass that I came across as towards the end of the film, which was like, um, "It's easier to build strong children than repair broken men." Mm. And then suddenly I read that quote within two weeks of finishing all the post-production. I think, yeah. I think in a weird way, that was what we were trying to yeah. do with the film, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's a great quote, actually. That's a great quote, actually. And so, how many fights did Lenny have in his uh, in his life? I think he was fighting, like, twice a week on the streets, on, on the cobbles, as they say. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. you know bare-knuckle, unlicensed, anything goes. Yeah. And deep within him there's a rage and he could yes. kind of get to that rage very quickly and be the most destructive thing yeah. and the most formidable thing and I, I think because his pain threshold was so so, so vast yeah. but weirdly as you do the research a lot of the street fighters and cage fighters there are lots of stories of kind of physical mental emotional and sometimes sexual abuse especially yeah. in the current sure. trend yeah. and it's, it was fascinating for us when we did the research yeah, we had they got this great fighter called Decker Heckey he's the current street fighting champion of the Great Britain you know bullied yeah, and he's like this quiet gentleman from your, you know, from the yeah. northwest. But just one day decided I'm not having it. He's anymore. not having it. Just changed his life around. <laughs> yeah. And I was watching a lot of Grace and Perry about masculinity at the time, and there's this idea of um, some sort of catharsis takes place. Mm. Yeah. You know that through violence, there's a kind of emotional understanding that these guys have of themselves, yeah. and then they get beyond it. Yeah. Which was fascinating. Well, there's a there was a thing saying that uh, if you if you're someone who punches something, um, basically that is. You, you, there's a wire wrong in your um, expressing yourself emotionally. So it, what you should be doing is there's, there's like healthy ways to get certain things out that are painful, um, crying or, or talking yeah. it out. Or there's like, sure. there's lots of ways to de-stress yourself. But if you were, if that was like stubbed from an early age, if you were taught not to use those methods, you, you it lit physically comes out as a punch. And if you if you're someone who will you go you punch something, it's it's actually like it's a sign that you are you're not you've wired it wrong. Yeah. essentially well uh, I think you know there's a lot of cross wires going on yeah. in the film and I think I won't give too much away you'll, you'll see those yes. uh, those misfires and yeah. and you know it's, it's a visceral movie it's upsetting it's powerful and uh, you know and so just so people know the film is getting put put out by Lionsgate distribution yeah they did alright with your movie yeah, didn't big they? yeah big studio <laughs> they did Brotherhood as yeah, well yeah. Um, I'm joking I mean obviously you had massive success at that and congratulations <laughs> yeah, we, love, we love, Lion, <laughs> yeah, we love yeah, Lionsgate yeah, sure um, you know they're, they're, but um, my point is is like for if you know people are you know if some people are sitting there going well you know uh, you know it's another East End film it's not you know it's a, it is but it's a big studio putting out Lionsgate are backing it so essentially you know people aren't just going to think oh, you know they can think oh this is a legit movie you know as opposed to yeah, we know we, we know what genre we're talking about, and it's the kind of Mockney Cockney thing. And yeah. I think there's two versions of that. I mean, I personally hated Legend. I thought it was a kind of uh, a West End version of East London. And I've also hated films like you know The Rise of the Crows because I think that's just a kind of a bravado thing, selling 
you know, cliches in many ways, you know, and no disrespect to the filmmakers, which I've just done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it wasn't the sort of, I mean, there's an audience for it. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't I the mean, sort of I, film we wanted to make, do you know what I mean? So, I liked, I did like Legend, yeah, just so, so, because I liked Tom Hardy, really. Yeah, I think a lot of That's people different, did. though. That's I know, different. it's different. Fancy and him going, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's different too. Um, so the film is out when, exactly? That's what we, that's what I was yeah. getting at. Yeah, we've got a big launch on June 9th at June the East 9th. London Film Festival. Boom, exactly. At the York Hall, uh, 1200 of East London's finest will be in attendance. Fantastic. And uh, it's on general release uh, across the UK uh, for that weekend. And as ever with these sort of British independent movies, we have a, a quick fire simultaneous release coming out the week after that. Fantastic. So. Well, that's, a, that's the way now of a lot of the films, man, to maximise the audience is to really, you know, kind of get them straight out on the on the digital so people at home can be like, mate, I want that, you know. I think that's the case, you know. You, you, I go to the Holloway Odin you see the big budget movies and you see the children's movies that I love and take mm. the family to and yeah. enjoy, but... Yeah, it's very hard with British dramas now to to encourage the audience to go, and it's it's a never it's sort of a diminishing returns in a way. The less people go to British movies, the less no. companies feel endorsed to, to invest. I've said it a and you've got times. to reverse the trend, and also the whole idea of what a working class character is and how yeah. we portray that. For it's sure. just endless, you know. For sure. Yeah, it's very difficult. It's and very difficult. It also opens up a lot of not work, not just behind the screens, because people are working in, because you filmed it in East London. Sure. Or part, so you've got people can work in that area. And also for uh, actors who necessarily aren't like, you know, the Hollywood type, and then they get roles. Yeah, I don't want to get too kind of class orientated about it, but, mm. you know, I was brought up on Alan Clark. Yeah. And you look at the actors that came out of the Alan Clark School with films, Tim Roth. Gary Oldman, yeah. Ray Winston, yeah. to name but a few. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Working class, you know, class boys. And you know, there were stories there that allowed these actors to go on to become like, well, you know, massive great actors you know yeah. Yeah. there's just got to be more stories like that for more diverse stories there, there with different voices you know but you know like you said it, it becomes difficult because we get pumped so full of American things that the, the British audience kind of are blinded and when a British film comes on they don't always go out to the cinema to support it which then makes it more difficult for the studios to put them in a cinema yeah. and it becomes this vicious circle Absolutely. break the circle yeah. people break the circle spread the word yeah go out and see I think you'll be uh, in a weird way it's nothing like being in the cinema you know We've got 1,200 there at the York Hall, and I know there'll be other cinemas doing a live Q&A, but, you know... Yeah, being in a cinema's a better... Yeah. It's, it's such an experience, man. Yeah, yeah I, I love the cinema. I've been taking my boys, my oldest boy, been going to cinema since he was 18 months, and I've done the same with the other two. Um, and, I, you know, they love the cinema. They love going to cinema with Daddy, so I always encourage yeah. people to go to the cinema. Like, once or twice a week with my kids. It's yeah. like, oh, we're alone, you know, oh, I can't go back. Good you know. dads. Yeah, good dads. Yeah. Good daddy points Or lazy dads. You. We never know. <laughs> Sit there, feed <laughs> yeah, popcorn, you know, yeah. I don't Sit, know. Watch that, eat a popcorn and shut up. Brilliant. Right, we're talking about My Name is Lenny, which is going to be out. June 9th yep that's yeah. yeah. make sure you go and support guys thank you so much for coming on the show thanks for inviting us in thank you so great much, luck with the show you know, yeah. I really enjoyed the show and the, the hip hop was really good as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. damn it right, yeah. let's have a put a little bit more on then let's see if you like this <laughs> thanks a lot man yeah good luck thanks I'll flood the speakers with heat seekers and keep sneakers back row and chill with Johanna James and Noel Clark on FUBAR Radio right we are we're coming into land now the music's been alright today I'm going to give you that Thank you so much. <laughs> it's been alright. It's been about ninety percent. I'm 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 kind of liking it. Okay, good. I'm catering. High praise. I'm catering. Well, I've got Lucy Patterson, <laughs> resident film reviewer, come in to review some movies. Yeah. Uh, and join in at home if you've got any films that you want to rave about or want to tell us that are shit. Do let us know. It's tweet us at Fubar Radio. We will shout you out or email chill at foobarradio.com. Tell us about the films because um, I've seen some stuff and I want to review it. Yeah. Lucy, you can go first. Lucy's it. Okay. Do it. Take okay. the floor. I'm going to just quickly mention Alien Covenant because you talked about it right, in yes. quite a lot of detail last week. I went to see it 
I wasn't overwhelmed by it. I didn't like it. Um, I liked it, but then if you've seen any Alien film, then you've seen them all. Mm. Um, you know, it's quite gory and quite violent, and I liked that. And, and a highlight for me was seeing Danny McBride in a relatively straight role. Yeah. It was nice to see yeah. him, you know, prove yeah. his acting chops. And there was little bits of his personality that came through, which was nice to see as well. Uh, I mean, go and see it if you like the Alien films, because you do learn, learn some origin stories of the actual mm. aliens and things like that. So, And it, it's a beautifully made film. You know, and I, I like the fact that there was a slightly retro score to it. Yeah. It sounded a bit Star Trekky, you know, and I quite, I quite like that. So, yeah, go and see that. Um, I like the the sort of pathogen storyline. It's a bit, I did. a bit zombie-esque. I did, but you didn't actually get any origin to that either. Like my my friend Lee actually messaged me earlier saying, you know, we didn't really know where that came from. Like, where did you get the dust? <laughs> Was oh, yeah. his exact words. Well, is it connected to Prometheus? But, yeah. Well, yeah it's like, so is that the dust from the thing that made the thing in the eye in Prometheus? This is ten things. Yeah, this is yeah. ten things. Ten years after Prometheus. Is the girl still in it? Um, which girl? The one that escaped no. on the ship. Mm, she, she, she died. She, yes, yeah, she's gone. She did. Don't want to give too many spoilers. But, but this, so this film, it gives origins to the origins. But we need origins for these origins. For these origins, it, just like, it needs it just, to go a bit yeah. further back. You know, it's a bit. I'm not sold by you guys' description. I'm yeah, well, I think it was a good trip to the cinema. Like it, it was. was it, it was wasn't jumpy. wasted. It was everything in the, yeah. it was an alien movie. Yeah, like I said, if you like the alien movies, then go and see it because you, it, it delivers on what an alien movie should and deliver I was on. You know, scared of the alien, and I watched it on my own. Yeah. That was that was pretty jumpy, actually. I must admit, you're very brave doing that, Johanna. I'm very proud of you. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, ha- I had to. I had to see it because I was interviewing Danny McBride. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I had to force myself. Not, not so. much choice there. No. So hey, like, Danny, how are you? <laughs> haven't seen your fucking film, but, no, but exactly. tell me about it. <laughs> like it's great. Yeah, so I went to see that, and I thought, okay, I'm going to see something else because obviously you spoke about it last week. So I went to see Mindhorn. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, any time a British film comes out, I have to go to the cinema and support it, you know, whether I think it's going to be shit or not. Um, Mindhorn is uh, Julian Barrett of The Mighty Boosh. Yes. Um, He's basically a washed-up old TV star that used to be um, a detective called Mindhorn, funny enough. Um, <laughs> and it's a, it's a murder mystery and, and it's, it's typical Julian Barrett humour. You know, so I did laugh out loud. It was funny. Yeah. But unfortunately, Russell Tovey is in it. Mm. And... You know, he might be a nice guy now, but he actually ripped my friend's heart out when we were in our 20s. So whenever I see his face, <laughs> it ruins things. So if you haven't got a thing against Russell Tovey, go and see it. Go and support this British film and laugh. It is funny. It, it's it's well made in the sense that they've, they've dumbed things down so much. It looks like it's supposed to be terrible. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Oh, right, yeah, yeah. And they, they've done it really well to take the gloss off of it. Yeah. Um, and it, it's got a very impressive cast as well. So, yeah, go and see it and support the British Mind film. Torn. I've seen loads of yes. uh, promo pictures of it yeah. all on the tube and stuff. Yeah. And you see, like 70s style, he's got big yeah. tash and stuff. Yeah. I've yeah. seen absolutely nothing, mainly because I haven't been in the country for I was going to say, you have Mind got torn. an excuse. Oh, wait, I might have a new cartwheel wall thing for that. So, Excellent. it makes you go. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Things that make you go. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay, cool, cool. Um, Has that always been there or is that new? No, that's just popped up. Oh, lovely. Fantastic. After your request, well, well done, done, Abby. Well done. I like um, that. So I watched Snatched. Oh, I'm so, I'm so happy you did. I'm going to go and see yeah, that. Yeah, uh, which was Amy Schumer and... Uh, Thingamabob's mum. Goldie Horn. Goldie, Goldie Horn. Yeah. yeah, different name. Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can hear Kate Hudson. I was like, the mum's not called Hudson, <laughs> not so right. I don't know what that yet. Um, which was, I'm really excited to see, which was good, but I think I, I overestimated how funny it was going to oh, be no. because I love Amy Schumer. I do. She's so amazing. I went, I went in there like, 
Yeah. This is going to be brilliant. Um, and yeah, I was kind of like, I wasn't as hysterical as I thought it was going to be. <clears throat> but I feel like her films are kind of watered down, her humour. Because if you watch her Amy Schumer show yeah. or yeah. her stand-up, she's really funny. But then Trainwreck was like mildly amusing at best. Mm. Uh, John Cena was the funniest thing in there. And, and he's a wrestler. <laughs> um, so... It, so I'm not surprised that this one was. Kind I think of really she sort of has to water it down because otherwise no. every, everything, yeah, but everything would be, you know, 18 R rated, and she'd she'd lose she, a huge she wouldn't chunk get the audience of in, yeah. audience. No, I, you think, know. I think times have changed. I mean, it was only a couple of years ago they would never dare make an R-rated uh, superhero movie that is very and true then, and then you know there was Kick-Ass and everyone was like oh that kind of yeah. works but it only worked because it wasn't a comic book that we all knew about yeah. and then there was like Logan's just come out and was mm. R-rated God, Dead, so Deadpool Deadpool yeah, so why it. you know mm. Sausage Party was a, <laughs> a, a, a adult animation so why should Amy Schumer actually walk down a comedy maybe what she that should is do true. is a film where her comedy is as it should be yeah. and I bet you there are so many girls who'd be like that's what I've yeah, been thinking yeah, yeah, but yeah, no yeah. one's ever wanted yeah, to yeah. say it yeah that's no, what I reckon there was some very good um, there were some really good moments in there and it is a, it's a mother daughter movie and so obviously then there was like the drama bit of it yeah. as well where they, they were obviously dysfunctional mother and daughter yeah. and they mm. kind of like work it out and so there was it was good and I think there was perfect casting I think she like Golden yeah. Horn really just stepped up and, and excellent I, I don't think she's done a film in something like five it's years been, or, been a while she's been, yeah, so she's and I couldn't of, tell you what her last one was yeah either. she's come out of retirement for this I think oh, she's brilliant. done really, really <laughs> has well has she really though or has <laughs> she just been chilling <laughs> she might be offended if she hears this like, <laughs> out of retirement <laughs> movie retirement well yeah. she's been you know she's been off the, off the game out of the game a little yeah. bit um, so yeah I thought it was good mm. and I thought it was um, a random, just random story so that was sort of mum and daughter um, no, the, the daughter gets dumped. Yeah. <laughs> so she has to take her mum on holiday to like fill the non-refundable. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Putting the fun in non-refundable. <laughs> to steal a line there. Nice. And, um, and they end up going to Ecuador and then getting kidnapped. Um, snatched. But I thought it was going to be, yeah, a little bit more, considering like the, it's called Snatched, which is like, you know. Yeah. A play on vaginas. Yeah. Um, is it? Yeah. Really? The snatch. Snatch. You're snatch. Really? Yeah. Snatch is a vagina. I didn't know that. Are you just trying to get a same no, vagina no, he again? No, he <laughs> <laughs> Stop it, my mum's listening. Come on. How, how could I not know the girls? Yeah, I'm actually, disappointed in both of you. Yeah, how I'm, would I'm I not know that? Have you ever used it in a sentence? Yeah. I've never Please ever referred to it gross. as my snatch. No, no. You just did. But, uh, but not really. What do you really. call it then? On a little sidetrack. Uh, my beauty. My beauty. You do not. <laughs> my. Excuse me while I my vomit beauty. into this mug. I'm going to call it that from now on, though. That's amazing. Yeah, my beauty. No, my uh, beauty. My uh, fanny. I say yeah, fanny. it's fanny. I say fanny. Oh, great. Yeah. How classy you guys are. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, my fanny. Yeah, my fanny. Yeah, my fanny. Yeah, me, oh, if I'm being particularly Essex, it's nunny. Your nunny. Yeah. Oh, lovely. That's an Essex Anyway, thing. back onto film. Anyway, right. yeah. Away from um, funny. So I thought that it was good. It was good. And if you want to go, I think it would be really great to go just as, with mates or girlfriends yeah. and have a laugh. Um, I'm and not sold. I'm it's, not sold. But oh, I'm definitely going to go. It, so, yeah, I did want to see it, but I... I I think I was just picking up way too much in my mind, so I, yeah. I disappointed my. I wish I'd gone in just like. <laughs> That's the thing. So you guys, go in the with girls these, are saying go see Snatch yeah, I'm and go see Alien Covenant. Go see Snatch. Go see mm. Alien Covenant. I and go and see Mindhorn as well. And Mindhorn, the British film. Don't forget. Yeah. And um, I finished uh, Riverdale on Netflix, oh, Riverdale. which I was very happy about that. And um, they've commissioned season two. No, I'm so excited about that. Um, and apparently, oh, man. I know. what world am I? It's what, so what world good. Am I <laughs> these two are like complete like twin sisters. <laughs> Riverdale. Oh, yeah, and I love it. Me too. I'm so excited. About that. Oh, and mind. Oh, and, and Amy Schumer. Oh, yeah, I saw that as well. Oh, Alien Covenant. I didn't like. Well, I 
I mean, what, what have I fell back into? But it's true. <laughs> I, do you know you're what? Never I hardly ever fangirl. And I'm one of the... I used to think I was like... This oh, check no, I do. I'm terrible. I, yeah, I used to be this weird... Like, feel like an alien. I didn't fancy anyone. Everyone's like, oh my God, Justin Bieber. And like, David Beckham. I'm like, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> am I gay? Nothing's going on. Um, and I finally found someone that I can perv over. Yeah. Jughead. 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 Just What's the guy's name? What's Cole, Cole Sprouse. Sprouse. Who? Oh my God. Who was, no. Who was Ben You guys friend. should go to jail. Oh, no, Cole, yeah. Sprouse, Cole Sprouse is the little kid from Big Daddy. Right? I know. And, and he was in Friends I do feel as really like a five-year-old. He's, he plays Ross's son in Friends, which And is now weird. you guys are like juicing over him. Well, like, I this think is not I've good. got like 10 years on Johanna as well, so I'm probably worse. But, <laughs> but it's okay. He's like 24. That's yeah. fine. He's 24. Is he? Yeah. yeah. That's completely acceptable. We checked. We, we, we have. We've already <laughs> checked. Together, you checked together. We've already checked together. We've already been like, are we allowed to... Yeah, we are legally allowed to <laughs> masturbate to this person. It's fine. Exactly. But, we've but got the all tweeting about He's that. gorgeous. And do you know what? He Cole Sprouse, he is going places. He, oh, he, definitely. He's not just someone nice to look at. He's acting. He's acting everybody off the he show. He is. And he's an amazing photographer as well. Because yeah. obviously I stalked his Instagram. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Right, guys. It's been great. It's been great. I've been so glad to be back. I'm going to see you next week maybe <laughs> or the week after or something see you later love it <laughs> Noel's gone Noel's, Noel's gone. gone bye too feminine too many fannies <laughs> sorry did someone say my favourite word <laughs> but, um, but I really I recommend it and I love the fact that it's so 50s because they've taken it from the 50s comics so they've kept that 50s style I think it's, it's, it's beautifully made and the way that they filmed it just cinematography wise it's beautiful everything's neon light did you guys ever read the comics because I used to read no. Archie comics back in the day no. so I know all about Archie and no. Betty I think and Betty, Jughead Jughead and, and yeah. I don't remember the blonde one I don't remember the other one's name but the Veronica 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 yeah because um, I used to read those comics Archie yeah. and the gang if Archie's everyone's gang. like what well, is this Riverdale what? it's actually about this twin brother and sister go into the woods on the fourth of July and the brother gets murdered and yeah. it's a who done it in the town and anybody well everybody could have technically probably yeah done everybody's it. got some sort of motive and everybody's got some sort of suspicion on them mm. but then on top of that they've got and this is on what Netflix? This yeah. is on Netflix. Netflix original. Um, it's got gorgeous like neon Riverdale. It looks <sighs> like oh, it's, maybe it, I'll it's, check it out. It's so beautiful. I mean, made, I don't know I if think. it's going to be up your, your street now, but as a kind I of like fast-paced drama, mm-hmm. they just they just swish it along. It's brilliant. And for the but I have a problem though. If I start something, I have to watch it. Really? Well, then so you better start it. it. If, well, maybe I shouldn't. And it's Johanna all on there. I'm not sure if it's up my street. I don't know if it's up your street now. So if I if I watch it, I have to finish it, which is an annoying thing I have. Really? Yeah, oh. I can't. Yeah. Because, you know, you never know if something's going to be genius right at the end. No, you, you might don't. watch a film true. and think, well, this is terrible. And then at the end, something happens. You're like, yeah. oh, oh, my God. That was, that's genius. That happens a lot. So it does it happen changes a lot. the tone of the film completely. You just think, oh, my God, I so, just watched you know, an amazing film. I kind of have so to watch, watch Split. I, I recommend. Yeah, go, watch go, Split. You go home and watch Split. And I'm going to go rewatch Riverdale just for the end. Oh, well, I need to watch the last episode because I didn't realise there was another one. Goodness. Okay, and anything else that people should check out, um, girls? That was what more I did for the week. I've had a very, very busy week. Because, oh, actually, I was going to play if we've got time. Yeah, oh, no. We don't have time. Oh, what was you going to play? Because um, I had recently talk about movies and stuff. I had my last viral video was a horror movie spoof, mm. um, which I got like twenty million views on on Facebook, and it was me and my boyfriend. We spoofed horror movie. Maybe I'll play it on the outro. 
I think you should. People can go check it out. But um, why don't we play it next week so you get the whole thing? Yeah, so you're not rushing. Sure. Well, I've been trying to play it for three weeks now. Oh, I always yeah. forget. Oh. But um, but you, you can check it out on my Facebook page, Johanna James. Yeah. And um, yeah, for sure. I will go and watch that. It sounds like something I would like. Never mind. Okay, well, I'll pick something else to play for the end. I'm going to pick. Um, well, actually, this song is from the Angry Birds movie. <laughs> Though not judge me. It was a fun song. No, it was a good that film. was a good film with a good soundtrack. Okay, it opened Led Zeppelin. Angry like, Birds is a good good film, guys. Enjoy the movies. This weekend, yeah, um, yes. have a good time. Let us everyone go and see King Arthur. I'm still not over the fact that it's being ripped to shit. Oh yeah, I want to see that. Was the uh, next I'm one? Not <laughs> I'm not see that. I'm not <laughs> sorry, go and see. I'm not going to see that. <laughs> all right, well, we can battle this out. Who's going to get you? We're going to have like a finger thumb war here, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to play out "Wonderful Life" by Matoma. Have, have a good, good weekend. weekend. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.